Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America Great again. I believe in the sand beneath my toes. The beach gives a feeling and not a feeling. I believe in the faith that grows. Welcome to Las Vegas. Everything is on the line tonight. I'd like to talk about who we're running against. A billionaire who calls women fat broads and horse-faced lesbians. Only Rosie O'Donnell. And no, I'm not talking about Donald Trump. I'm talking about Mayor Bloomberg. <laughs> I have an idea of how we can stop sexism on the internet. We could nominate a woman. I think that might go a long way. You know what, Mr. Bloomberg, it wasn't you who made all that money. Maybe your workers played some role in that as well. We're not going to throw out capitalism. Other countries tried that. It was called communism, and it just didn't work. I believe in democratic socialism for working people, not billionaires. What a wonderful country we have. The best-known socialist in the country happens to be a millionaire with three houses. What did I miss here? Burn! (laughs) Look, the real winner in the debate last night was Donald Trump. That is cool. You are fake news. Very fake news. Beat those tiny bastards. I agree with that skag free where he is. Get your clothes back and get out of here! Big up to Rebecca for keeping that low. Alright, go, go! In five, four, three. I, I can't do it. We'll do it live. Fuck it! Do it live! I, I'll write it and we'll do it live! Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. Glad to be back in the chair after a brief, uh, unplanned absence, so more on that in a moment. But uh, thanks for being with us tonight. Plenty to discuss, as usual, of course. New uh, new results just coming in a little bit ago. Bernie absolutely dominating the Nevada caucuses. And uh, Joe Biden, as of now, something like 90% of precincts reporting, still holding on to a distant second place. How? Don't, don't call it a comeback, says Joe. Don't worry, we won't. You're the only one calling it a comeback. Bizarrely, this is somehow Joe Biden's highest height in the race <laughs> instead of another massive disappointment for old Joe. Uh, horse-faced lesbian may be the most memorable uh, term of the 2020 debate season, but upon closer inspection, it is mostly yet another Elizabeth Warren lie, at least contextually. I had to, uh, look at the origin of this claim and it's not, uh, well, Elizabeth Warren once again, stretched the truth, but still horse-faced lesbian will be remembered from Wednesday's debate. It was debate. memorable. A lot of we, things were memorable from this debate. It was more interesting than others. I will say it, it's the one we've been waiting for, for sure. Yes. And they uh, will go through, uh, the, the gang up on, on Michael Bloomberg instead of, well, Bernie just skates mostly Bloomberg is the only person to challenge, um, to challenge Bernie. Everyone gangs up on Bloomberg. Meanwhile, Bernie keeps coasting and everyone seems fine with this. Okay. Yeah. Well, 
enjoy that. Uh, we've been wondering for a few weeks, ever since the president was acquitted by the Senate in the impeachment proceedings, what's going to be the basis for impeachment too? We know it's coming before the election. Well, why not Russian collusion too? Ah. And this time, uh, the added wrinkle is the Russians are colluding for Bernie also. Just don't ask for evidence. The original movie didn't have any evidence. The sequel doesn't have any evidence either, but maybe we're going to go with this. And the thought police are in full patrol this week. Several stories of people being attacked or punished for their wrong think. So we'll go through several of those. And then a case of uh, hoax hate to close. So stick around. And of course, uh, we will take Super Chats on YouTube or Streamlabs in between topics. Ten bucks and up on the Sunday show because... We are no good low-down money grabbers. We'll check in with DLive as well, of course. It's going to be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show-related and support the show over on the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com, one of the many things we have featured. On the website, of course, is special deals from listener-owned businesses. This week's feature business is a new one that I'm very excited to have on board. Hero Soap Company. Hero Soap Company uh, uses no synthetic chemicals, dyes, or fragrances, just fantastic smelling natural ingredients. From a veteran-owned company with a focus on benefiting, uh, benefiting veteran charities like the Gary Sinise Foundation and the Wounded Warrior Project, let freedom clean knowing you are avoiding harmful chemicals and helping worthy pro-America causes in the process. And the best way to keep clean is to subscribe, not subscribe, subscribe. Not only will you, you shake your head at that, it's very clever. No, I was just, I was going to say something disgusting. Keep going. <laughs> I can't be polluting well, if- these people's ads with my... No, that's true. We have to keep them happy. <laughs> but if you do subscribe, not only will Hero Soap Company send you a fresh bar to your door each month so you never run out, but Hero will also match the amount of soap you purchase and send it overseas to a deployment location. So that's very cool. Hero is offering listeners of this show 10% off all their products using promo code MC Listener. Let freedom clean at HeroSoapCompany.com. Promo code MC Listener for 10% off storewide. You can find everything you need from Hero Soap Company, plus other offers from the rest of our friendly listener owned businesses, including Charity Swipes, Phoenix Ammunition, Sonoran Defense Technologies, and more at slash deals. Deals for listeners by listeners. Okay. Well, uh, I, I, I apologize for the absence I had on Wednesday. If you're a call-in show listener, uh, for those of you who are curious, uh, my, my fiance's mother did in fact pass away this week, which wasn't necessarily unexpected. She had been in poor health, um, but the speed with which she declined was somewhat of a surprise. So I had to be away uh, to deal with that. And uh, what I wanted to, the reason I, I wanted to bring that up is because I wanted to say thank you on her behalf from everybody on Twitter and in, uh, in my email and elsewhere. I know I haven't been able to respond to everybody just yet because it's been kind of a crazy few days and a crazy week. But uh, we were in the hotel room earlier this week and she was looking at Twitter responses and stuff and she was brought to tears by the well-wishing from people. So thank you for doing that. And I just, I want you to know that that it meant a lot to her and by extension to me. So, so thank you for your well-wishing. And, um, and of course I, you know, I, any time, no matter the circumstances, I regret having to miss my commitments to the show. And I of course only do that when it's absolutely necessary. Yeah, it was so, Wednesday. <laughs> never a Sunday, <laughs> never a Sunday, not even for my own funeral. Will I miss a Sunday <laughs> stream? Uh, we appreciate it very much. So on behalf of my family, thank you guys for that. 
And of course, we'll be back uh, as usual on Wednesday with the call-in stream. This seems anyway. like an inopportune opportune moment for me to chill my new channel, but I'm going to do it. Oh, again. sure. Yeah. Uh, we just put out a video today on my new channel, Motherland, with Robin Riley about circumcision. We interviewed Brendan Murata. He is the director of American Circumcision. Um, it's an excellent interview, and I know we talk about this ad nauseum on the channel uh, on the podcast and on the Wednesday show. So check that out. It's a really good interview and then watch his documentary. Please pay for it because I'm sure that it was expensive to make. So I was looking at him earlier and, um, apparently the movie was a six year project. Is that true? Really? I did not know That's, that. It but said he had worked on it like 2012 to 2018. It was very well done. Hmm. All right. We'll check that out. If you want, uh, more circumcision talk. You want to do another half hour of circumcision talk in the Wednesday show tradition? Yeah. No. <laughs> always. I'll always talk about circumcision. All right. And it's called the Motherland Podcast or what do you Motherland? Uh, the what's channel the channel is called Motherland. Yeah. Just Motherland. Um, and then the episode today, it's just Motherland for Brendan Murata on American circumcision. There you go. Uh, remind me later. I will link that in the description for people to find if they want to check it out. I, uh, it is uh, it is Mardi Gras time in New Orleans. You ever been? I have not. No. Hmm. Well, this year's festivities feature a, uh, I guess, a float depicting the true fate of Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, he was, of course, strangled by Hillary. Check out this float. That's uh, Epstein in an orange jumpsuit up front. Hillary is got her hands or something around his neck, strangling him, and. Uh, Apparently, there was also some, this was not the only political themed uh, float at this particular parade. There was also uh, some sort of, um, well, there's Nancy's uh, sagging impeachment peaches, I guess, articles one and two, that that was on display. And then there was some kind of anti-communist float as well that was mocking the Democrats' plans for free everything from the government. Really? With uh, a Bernie statue leading the front of the float. So... And there's a, like a <laughs> there's a crazy depiction of Elizabeth Warren wearing a Native American headband or something. I don't well, know. I guess done, this is these people. I mean, this is strange. You wouldn't expect any of this. I yeah, don't know, maybe I, I've never been there, so maybe this is their normal jam. I I guess I don't know what the typical is, but I thought the, uh, the the Epstein float was particularly clever or interesting. But I guess there was a bunch of Epstein's were like guys made up to look like Epstein in jumpsuits walking behind the float with nooses around their necks with signs of Bill Clinton's face and just generic Epstein didn't kill himself uh, signs as well. So uh, it seemed like quite the sight to behold in, uh, at Mardi Gras. Uh, and in other news, in a rare moment of uh, good news, at least recently to report out of Virginia, you remember uh, state delegate Mark Levine, who earlier this year described his assault weapons ban as regulating the types of weapons mass shooters prefer, which are distinguished uh, by how you hold the weapon. Here was the uh, original clip of that guy. All of my legislation was to distinguish hunting weapons, weapons used for self-defense, weapons used for sports shooting, from weapons that are the, the preferred weapons for mass shooters. The difference between guns that go like this, these are rifles, you use them to shoot an animal. Is that how you shoot a gun? And you can shoot very precisely the hunting with kind. a rifle. Mass shooters don't like things that go like this because 
What that means is someone can hit the rifle butt against their head. Deer don't do this. Elk don't do this. But humans trying to save their lives do this. So the mass shooters use guns to go like this. All right? <laughs> Things like that. And guns that go like this are wildly inaccurate. That's why hunters don't like them. And that's why mass shooters uh, do like them, because they're wildly inaccurate that way. Whatever. It was yet another bill, assault weapons ban, put forth by a guy who uh, obviously knows nothing about firearms themselves. It did pass through the Virginia House, and it was uh, set, well, it was predicted to pass in the Virginia Senate. Uh, lo and behold, a rare moment of failure for the Virginia Democrats in this uh, particular effort. So the bill stalled in the Virginia Senate when four Democrats defected and killed the bill in, in this particular committee, at least for this year. The bill would have banned the sale of certain semi-automatic firearms and uh, banned the possession of magazines that hold more than 12 rounds as well. That was the uh, assault weapons ban. And the moment that it was tabled, I don't want to say failed because they are saying they may revisit this, but at least the moment it was tabled and won't be revisited for at least a year uh, was actually met with applause right behind uh, Delegate Levine. Ten of uh, the motion carries. The bill will be carried over for the year. A letter will go to the Crime Commission to study it. Thank you, Delegate Levine. Thank Appreciate you, Mr. Chairman. And thank you all for being here. And thank each side for your respectfulness. And there's a lot of bummed out faces there, a lot of bummed out gun grabbing faces. But it goes down for now. And um, the bill. Smug face. (laughs) Senators instead voted to ask for the state crime commission to study the issue. So we're going to get another government study. Wonderful. On the issue. And yeah, there are a lot of Debbie Downers saying the bill might be revisited. Oh, it's just a delay. It's not a total victory. Well, Yes, that is true, but there are some points for optimism. Delay, politically speaking, pretty much always helpful if you're trying to stop something. We don't know what the Virginia State Legislature will look like next year when they They're going to keep trying, though. Here's the thing. 2021 is an election year in Virginia. The difference between trying to do it this year and trying to do it next year is very politically delicate for Democrats, especially when they saw the kind of um, the kind of political backlash that they just faced. And the other point of optimism is I think you can take that as a reminder that political pressure still does accomplish things. Right. I, I can't say for certain that the massive display on their lobby day on MLK day where the white supremacists showed up, you know, that one, uh, I can't say that that was the definitive cause, but I think it's fair to surmise that absent massive showings like that, these wobbly Democrats might've stuck with their party instead of defecting. So, uh, I think there are some significant points for optimism here. Obviously, more show of force from the populace, more (laughs) vigilante justice. Well, somewhere in between, at least uh, at least at least uh, significant political pressure appears to have won this particular battle again in the context of things not going the right way in Virginia for now. But we don't know what the future holds. And so I I think delay is a is a good thing to celebrate right now. Uh, The other big news this week, uh, we broke it down on this show and uh, gosh, what was it? it? It it was a while ago. But the reason to believe the evidence behind the claims that Ilhan Omar married her brother, which as far as I'm concerned, her I'm not super gay brother. Is he? I, I haven't even looked like lipstick wearing, butt pirate for sure. 
as far as I'm concerned, without going through all the evidence again, um, it it seems all but certain that she did, in fact, marry her brother in Minnesota. The question is why? What was the purpose? For what reason did this happen? We've always had to guess. I mean, one could make a reasonable guess, but we just don't know for sure. Well, uh, there's a new source in the Somali community in Minnesota who not only says that Ilhan Omar, oh, two sources, Mm -hmm. not only that Ilhan did do this, but provides some reason why. What's what are they saying? Uh, I mean, it was clearly a green card marriage. We already we already know about that. But um, Ilana Mar apparently told two friends years ago that the man who went on to become her second husband was in fact her brother. I did get this from Daily Mail, but confirmed by New York Post. So two mediocre sources together make a pretty good source, right? Well, and the guy who was who's been reporting on this for like years and years was on Tucker this week, mm-hmm. describing his contact with, I believe, the same source. So I'm not is, doubtful. I just want yeah. to point out that it was Daily Mail. Um, I'm going to butcher this name uh, because it's ridiculous. Abdi Hakim Osman is the first person to go on record to speak of how Omar said she wanted to get her brother papers so he could stay in the United States. So she expressly said this. Um, at a time when she was married to her first husband, Ahmed Irsi. And no one knew there had been a wedding until the media turned up the marriage certificate years later, this this person said. So she, apparently with her husband, she had this like big public Islamic wedding and then obviously the private wedding with her brother um, for obvious reasons. Uh, Osman's revelations are sure to renew calls for an investigation into the Minnesota freshman representative who has repeatedly refused to answer questions on her marriage. Uh, remember she said that it, I think she tweeted that this is Islamophobic, that this entire line of questioning is Islamophobic. Um, yeah. In, in terms of the investigations, two FBI agents held an hours long meeting in Minnesota in mid October with a concerned party. So I presume it's this person. <laughs> there he um, is wearing Ilhan's headgear or what? What is this? Right, right. This is the one All right. uh, who handed over a trove of documents regarding Omar's 2009 marriage to Ahmed Nur Saeed Elmi. Um, and they're saying a source with knowledge. So I think it's one of the, these two people that she confided in. And these two agents said they would share the information with U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement and the U.S. Department of Education, but did not commit to opening an investigation into the lawmaker. Um, if she did, in fact, marry her brother, which she clearly did, she could be found guilty of committing marriage fraud, which is a felony. Did you know that? Really? Yeah. Uh, it's got, I guess it varies by, well, that's why I'm confused. Like if the FBI is investigating her, marriage fraud would be a state crime, wouldn't it? There'd be no federal uh, implication, but I guess the FBI would just pass off their evidence. I guess so. Um, yeah, it probably would be, yeah. A felony offense punishable with a prison sentence of up to five years and a $250,000 fine. And we've always wondered, could this impact Ilhan Omar's well, I would say immigration status, but she's a U.S. citizen. Certainly would impact the immigration status of her brother. I don't. Has he achieved citizenship yet? I believe so. Okay, Didn't so they're he go saying to England that, or something like that. Uh, Did he leave? Yeah, you might be right. Um, the live chat saying that immigration fraud is a federal crime, but this this source says it would be um, merit marriage fraud. But if the marriage fraud was pursuant to immigration fraud, is maybe it not all Ilhan marriage Omar, fraud? 
virtually immigrate. I mean, like if it is marriage fraud, the marriage was the basis for the immigration of her brother. Therefore, immigration fraud is a necessary consequence. So that's a federal crime if the live chat is to be trusted. But I'm pretty sure Laurel said that. So that's definitely true. And then um, Laurel knows her stuff on this. And again, like if you're looking for someone who knows not only law, but immigration law, Laurel's a great source. We've always wondered, would this impact Ilhan Omar? Well, she could be convicted of felonies, possibly. But this doesn't go as far back as to her gaining her citizenship from Somalia in like the late 90s or whatever it was. Right. She also said there's a five-year statute of limitations from the date of the marriage. Oh, so we're barely... No, we're six years past that. It was 2009. Oh, if it's 2009, we're 10 years past that. 11 years past that. We're six years past the end of the statute of limitations. Oh, I see. I see. Um, Uh, Yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean... The government agencies also said they couldn't confirm the existence of any ongoing or potential investigation. So I'm not super hopeful that anything's going to happen about this, but it's nice to see that some other people are like, nah, she, she did this, which we all knew anyway. I, well, I'd be, I'd be willing to hear the explanation if they would provide it, but of course they won't. There's been no alternative explanation provided by Ilhan Omar or her staff. She's just like, stop asking. It's Islamophobic. She clearly married her brother for a reason. Mm. One can safely assume a fraudulent reason since it's not very common to marry your brother. I mean, one of them, (laughs) circumstantially, there's only one Ahmed Elmi or whatever this guy's name is in the entire, uh, all the records of, of of, of Ramsey County in St. Paul where it's relevant at the time. Like he's literally the only possible guy. So, if it's not her brother, I need her to point to me like, who's the other guy? Who's the other Ahmed Elmi or whatever, who's not your brother, who is involved in this sort of thing? She's whatever. got no recourse. I mean, if I were her, I'd be doing exactly what she's doing, which is refusing to talk about it and telling everybody that they're racist. Well, it's probably the best argument she has. Uh, well, okay, we'll see where it goes. I, I've always thought that this is going to go nowhere, to be honest. I thought, you know. The, I still uh, think it's going to go nowhere. Yeah. Pol- uh, that's probably the safe bet. Like political correctness will rule the day and, um, and being politically correct will, will overrule the rule of law. Probably. No, but- she should come out and say that she was trying to protect her brother because of his super gayness. From- <laughs> Leverage him into the ultimate victim. Yeah, that would be smart. But then she would have to shit all over Somalia because, you know, it sucks there. Uh, yeah, she never does that either. She only shits on America. Mm, she's in a real bind, I see. <laughs> yeah, but I admittedly, I never expected to see federal inquiry. And and so the agents haven't confirmed investigation, but we do know there's some f- informal federal poking around, basically. That's kind no, of the thing. No, this doesn't really tell us anything. I don't think there's yeah. anything going on. I think that everybody's just like, yeah, this is true. But if Laurel's correct and he's already out of the country and the statute of limitations is up, then nothing you can do you can't uh you can't get him back here for something like that i mean the immigration limitations fraud, would eliminate that anyway i suppose yeah so the marriage fraud would be immigration fraud but outside of that i'm I'm not really sure what else they could do well we'll see where it goes maybe someday we'll at least get the truth people are finding more and more evidence as the investigation continues so maybe we'll get the truth at least in other news there was this weird uh viral clip that uh well it got a lot of traction from the bbc this week, it's a it's a video poem from the BBC on its the social Twitter account, which is an offshoot in Scotland that the BBC says, quote, brings you fresh and up and coming talent from Scotland 
uh, straight to your social media feeds. This video was actually posted on February 4th, but it gained viral traction this week. It's a poem in which a non-binary person describes the struggles of getting a haircut, particularly because all barbershops and hairdressing uh, or salons insist on doing this by sex. This is the struggle. And we're normally offered female or male. Mark the box of a tick. Please make yourself fit. But I'm more of that other. Before we can even touch on my hair, there's this question which hangs there unuttered and awkward, then made all the more awkward. Through the mirror they ask if I'm a boy or a girl. Am I trans? Am I gay? And I don't know what to say. It's never enough to say where I'd like to be trimmed or shaved. They need to know my sex. How else can they charge the appropriate rate? I honestly cannot tell (laughs) if that person started off as a man or a woman. I was going to ask you to guess. If you had to take a guess, what do you think? Can you roll back so Uh, I can see that? There you go. Um, My guess is by the absence of Adam's apple that this is a male to female trans. By the absence of the Adam's apple. You mean female to male? Oh yeah, female to male, sorry. That I believe is correct because another another part of the poem she, I think whatever, they describe uh having boobs basically. Oh, I have these like fat deposits on my chest. Uh, so I'm pretty sure. I'm like 99% sure. Just you're be right. a lesbian. I don't understand this at all. <laughs> well, you also don't understand the haircut struggle. Now, what's interesting is, of course, you can imagine what the Twitter replies were like. I mean, this thing, people were just having a field day yeah. in the replies to this nonsense because the whole video is like three minutes long. That's just a taste of it. But the B- BBC The Social posts later in the week, uh, it's been a tough 24 hours here fighting hate from all the world, all because we shared the lived experience of a young person in Scotland. We take threats and bullying very seriously here at The Social, and we have been reporting those tweets. Now, it's unclear if they mean reporting to Twitter or reporting to the authorities. Of course, Scottish authorities and other authorities in the UK have been investigating, uh, what do they call it, non-crime hate incidents. So it's it's possible that they mean actual authorities investigating this sort of thing, but they haven't really uh, clarified. But I think the reason this is interesting is it's yet another reminder before we get all eager to hand over any and all responsibility and authority to the federal government, as we'll get to in a moment. Uh, let's please pause and take a lesson from Europe. Let's, let's observe what's going on here. A state-owned propaganda company, basically, in the BBC. I think that's fair to say, at least in this regard. They take your money to fund their propaganda. And then if you voice your disagreement, you will be targeted for investigation by police who are also funded by uh, forcible extraction from your wallet. So in other words, your money both produces and protects ideological extremism with which you disagree. You will pay for the production of that material and you will like it if you don't. The authorities will come see to it that you do. I mean, but, yeah. I don't mean to black pill all over, over everybody like I always do, but seriously, since we've gotten here as a society, UK, the, all the West is the same problems. Like, are, is it worth even bothering to, to save? I'm <laughs> well, serious. It's like, they, look at this. If they do, state in run fact, organizations yeah. are using our own money to persecute us for saying, saying things that are just like plain, plainly obvious. It's like, I don't, why, what are we what are we working to protect here and why? Well, if in fact they do mean reported to the authorities and there are other similar things in Scotland, 
that have been not just reported to the authorities, but gone through the entire judicial system, see Count Ankula and others. Uh, yes, if that is in fact what we're talking about, that is a long road to reversal that's very difficult to achieve. Thankfully, we're not quite there in the U.S. yet, but there's a healthy percentage of our society that would want us to see. We got would problems, want to see this. man. Yeah. yeah, we're so close to being there. I mean, the drag queen story hour thing is rampant here. Um, I mean, wouldn't it just be instead of rolling this all back? Wouldn't it just be easier to start something new? <laughs> By wouldn't which it? you mean what? By which I mean, burn it down and let's build something now. Metaphorically, Susan. I vote for Bernie. Everybody vote <laughs> well, for Bernie. Well, well um, that, if that is the route you want to take, if collapsitarianism is for you, uh, you might want to join the club and get out and vote for Bernie. Everyone's doing it. We just got a significant amount of results in from Nevada now with uh, Nevada uh, caucuses, of course, yesterday, now with 90% or almost 88% of uh, precincts reporting, Bernie just dominated this thing. So again, this is a caucus like Iowa. Popular vote doesn't necessarily mean everything. So the popular vote is not reflected in the percentage of county delegates won. The percentage you're looking at is county delegates won. But whatever. It, it doesn't matter. It's not close. Bernie, as of this re- recording, 47.1% of the county delegate share. Joe Biden, far away, 21%, second place. Pete Buttigieg, all the way down 137 Elizabeth Warren, again, fails to clip 10% at 9.6%. Tom Steyer beat out Amy Klobuchar, 47 for Tom. Amy Klobuchar, 39 despite the fact that Amy is sitting at about 2,400 more absolute votes than Tom. But uh, none, of, none of the specifics really matter. Bernie crushed it receiving a near majority he almost won a majority in a packed field against like five other viable candidates he more than doubled any other candidate of course ironically mayor cheat is out there calling shenanigans uh that's really rich (laughs) earlier results had um the earlier results did show a much closer race between joe biden and pete for second place it is since expanded uh biden has opened up a lead for second in the latest uh results that have just come in pete is calling shenanigans though in his quest for second place and he wrote a letter to the nevada democratic party chairman calling on the state party to publicly release data and recalculate some precincts the letter reads in part, quote, in light, of materi- uh, in light of material irregularities pertaining to the process of integrating early votes into the in-person precincts caucus results, we request that you release early and in-person votes, correct errors identified by presidential campaigns, and explain anomalies in the data. Given how close the race is between second and third place, we ask you to take these steps before releasing any final data. Anecdotal reporting from Nevada found that some voters and precinct workers were confused by how early voting was incorporated into results, particularly when it came to realignment, which means similar to Iowa, at least I believe. If if a candidate is not viable, if you're there to support Tulsi and there aren't enough Tulsi supporters, you need to shift to somebody more viable. That is crazy. That yeah. Is a crazy well, that's process. Their, that's their we system. We shouldn't caucus. This, this whole thing is bizarre. Uh, it does seem a little unnecessarily complex for my taste, but I, uh, I'll still defend a state's right to handle it how they want. Yeah, fine. You, you cog on state's rights. <laughs> this is significant, oh, though. The, it got complicated this year because they had early voting for the first time. So you could go in and submit, I guess, like something like a ballot or at least a record of who you support. And that was then thrown in to 
the caucus results. So there were 75,000 people or the caucus meetings themselves, I should say. 75,000 Nevadans voted early. That is numbered nearly as high as the total participation in 2016, 84,000. So you had significant amount of just paper record of who people support. And then you have to toss that on top of the people who are actually standing in the corner for Bernie and in the corner for Pete and so forth. Um, I will be, I, I want to be fair to mayor Chita. Of course he knows irregularities in Iowa. He, he has some familiarity with this topic, but in fairness, both he and Bernie have requested a targeted recount in Iowa. And that is scheduled to begin on Tuesday. So it's possible that the Iowa results shift. So I don't, even though I have my skepticism about hashtag mayor cheat, it does appear that he's being somewhat consistent on this. He, even though he holds the edge at, um, as it stands in Iowa right now, he is saying, let's recount, even though he technically is the winner of Iowa. Uh Oh, did I lose you? No. Weird. Um, something happened with my stream. Hold on. Is the stream still up? Uh, I don't know. It might be but I've like lost my video feed of it. Uh-oh. Hold on. Live chat's still going. Can you guys hear us? Oh, okay. but the audio's okay. Okay, thank <laughs> God I didn't say anything. All right, let us, I'll give it a second and wait till, wait for the, um, wait for this, the chat to let us know that everything's fine. Sorry about that weird interruption. I've never seen my software behave that way. The important thing is that it wasn't my fault. They're back. It literally just, froze in a bizarre way that I didn't even have a video feed. So, okay. As long as we're back without incident, that's fine. Uh, so yes, last where we left off, mayor cheat is, uh, he's calling shenanigans, but he's also on board with the Iowa recount. Anyway, Joe Biden, again, disappointing performance. Joe Biden was running away with Nevada. Uh, like a month ago, six weeks ago, he was leading the polls in Nevada by 10 points at the start of the year. That was only seven weeks ago. So we're supposed to believe, at least according to Joe Biden, that this is still a a good performance because he got second place. No, dude, this is another massive disappointment for you. Not only did you not win, you lost by, what, 36 percentage uh, percentage points? Not a great day for Joe Biden. This is so absurd. This is everybody's, like, geriatric bucket list election. It's, It's like, why is Bloomberg even doing this? Well, Bloomberg might ugh, Bloomberg might be viable in the upcoming contest. He's not on the ballot till Super Tuesday. He got spanked in this debate. He's screwed. The stop and what? frisk thing is a, is killer. I, I'm killer. looking at the national polling aggregations right now, and he is polling in third place, mm. barely behind Biden. I mean, maybe he can scoop up the Biden votes when Biden quits. I think Bloomberg's better positioned than Biden. Well, if for I was, sure. If yeah. I was a betting man. Uh, anyway. Not going to happen, though. Biden gets out, he gives his speech after the Nevada caucuses and one of his two voters yells out, come back kid. And Joe Biden starts talking about how he's, he's on a comeback. Okay. Whatever you say, man. i tell you what, man. The comeback kid. Well, you got yeah. it. I know we don't have the final results yet, but I feel really good. You put me in a position, you know, the press is uh, ready to declare people dead quickly. Um, but we're alive and we're coming back and we're going to (laughs) win. Okay. You prove it, dude. Prove it. I want to see it. I'll watch. Uh, we'll see if that, if that, if this performance is enough to get the comeback kid, uh, to hang on in South Carolina, 
But as we'll discuss in a moment, his polling is not looking great in South Carolina either, so I wouldn't count on it. Uh, But we'll see what happens. Meanwhile, Elizabeth Warren, if anyone's in worse shape than Joe Biden, it's Elizabeth Warren. I mean, she she has not cleared as far. I don't think I'm double check the results, but I don't think she's cleared 10 percent in a state so far. Strong debate performance, though. I mean, I think it was total crap, but I understand why. Who cares? It it totally was. I mean, it was garbage, but she was aggressive. I was watching her with Bloomberg and I was like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) me and everybody else. I think the the audience actually did that. The thing for uh, for Warren is there's no obvious state for her to win. Klobuchar has performed better than expected. We'll discuss in a minute, but Klobuchar at least has her home state of Minnesota. She's holding on to on Super Tuesday. Warren has nothing um, and she she needs to win something to be viable in desperation, though. Both she both Warren and Klobuchar are, are desperately flailing the sexism card. So during the debate, Amy Klobuchar said, well, I know how we can reduce sexism we could elect a woman and elizabeth warren said the same thing at a cnn town hall uh the next day on thursday i have an idea of how we can stop sexism on the internet we could nominate a woman for candidate uh, for president of the united states i think that might go a long way how do we break through the inherent bias in the national media coverage of the women candidates for president versus the men i think it's going to take calling it out you just got to name it. You got to name it over and over and over and keep saying this isn't right. Look what you've done. We got to change this. But the second is nothing is going to work nearly as well as electing a woman president of the United States. I'm ready. <laughs> okay, first of all, uh, electing a woman will reduce internet sexism. I'll, I'll take the I'll take the bet I'll on take the other that side. Bet, for sure. <laughs> Not only will I take that bet, President Elizabeth Warren uh, will definitely make me join the ranks of the Twitter sexists. I will be at it every day. In fact, I'll do it in your honor because you can't do it anymore. I'll take up the mantle and uh, pick up where you left off. In my honor to be sexist to one woman today on Twitter. (laughs) Say blonde told me to do this. I mean, is this what all of you people wanted when you let women outside of the house? Is this what you expected? (laughs) Every day you chip away at me cucking on the 19th a little bit more. Nobody wants or to blame they, men for this. Maybe they chip this. away. What? <laughs> maybe they chip away at me a little bit more yeah. than you do. If we had like a strong female candidate, I like Tulsi Gabbard, you know, she makes me hate women a little less. Mm. But this is this can't possibly be what men what men were thinking about. And it's just an idiotic political strategy. Vote for me because woman, it didn't work for Hillary Clinton. It's, it's not going to work for you. It's an excellent political strategy because they have nothing else to offer. I suppose, but it's not working clearly. Like the idea that that case is going to rise. It is working than... because Klobuchar has outperformed my wildest dream. I, I never expected yeah, her. Yeah, all the way up to like 10% polling support. That is shocking and incredible. <laughs> I, I cannot I believe guess. it. I guess. At least she has exceeded expectations. To your point, Warren has drastically underperformed relative yeah, to expectations. Yeah. I thought she was going to be a top competitive candidate. She's got nothing. But she she's, nothing. she's strangled by all the same problems that we knew about initially, like the innumerable lies related to her racial heritage and getting fired for being pregnant. We knew that these things were going to be huge problems right from the get-go. And she's got more. We'll get to that in the debate. Uh, meanwhile, one of the many, uh, Elizabeth Warren cringe moments, of course, was of course the impromptu unscripted, totally organic, not at all planned, not at all a stunt, uh, question from a nine-year-old trans kid about Betsy DeVos or whatever it was, or about being safe at school, all that. 
Pete Buttigieg had a similarly not at all scripted, not at all a stunt, totally organic moment on the uh, uh, stage of his campaign event in Denver yesterday, actually. Supposedly a nine-year-old asked Pete to help him come out as gay, and Pete uh, participated. Check out this display. The next question comes from Zachary, age nine, and this is a really touching question. He says, thank you for being so brave. Would you help me tell the world I'm gay too? I want to be brave like you. And then they shot the kid up. They're chanting, love is love. I don't think you need a lot of advice from me on bravery. Even if I can't promise it'll always be easy, I can promise you that I'm going to be rooting for you. And I think there's a whole bunch of people here who are going to be rooting you every step of the way. Okay, and there's mom, by the way, just like last time. There's mom who's enjoying the moment more than the kid. The whole exchange is a couple minutes long. If you go and watch it, the kid says hardly anything. Hardly anything. This I'm supposed to believe that mom didn't arrange this whole thing and prop this kid up. Where is dad being like, woman, you can't do stuff like this, and my kid's probably not gay? Yeah, I, I mean, it's not... It, the People want to make this out like having some resistance to this is an anti-gay thing. It's just a let's not sexualize children thing. Like who are these cultist adults cheering and chanting for the supposed sexuality of a nine-year-old? What if he wants to change his mind? What if this is some stupid thing he did when he was a nine-year-old because he wanted more attention from his single mom? He's prepubescent. The idea that I had any concept of, um, of, of sexuality or women or, or any of that stuff when I was nine. I was joking earlier. I still thought it was called a vagina when I was nine years old. Did you really? Okay? <laughs> I was not thinking about this sort of stuff. Nobody's thinking uh, about, like, in the... What are they chanting for? Uh, this is a sexual... The sexualization of a child. Are you, what, is he going to have anal sex in ten years? Is that is that what we're cheering He's for? He's nine, what? so anal sex in three years if he lives in six <laughs> That's that's what bothers me. Who are these people? I wouldn't cheer for uh, some little girl who gets up there and says, like, in the in the future, I want to I want to explore myself and bang the whole football team. No, no, I'm not going to cheer. At least for she this. would be saying in the future. He's like, <laughs> I'm super gay right now. And I'm going to I'm here to tell the world why. It's a kid. Like, what the hell's wrong with you people? And they, they chant both as he's coming up on the stage and as he go, as he goes away. As though this I, this child, whether he's straight or gay, whatever the future holds, as though he has any concept of what his sexual identity is. And this mom yeah, yeah, for celebrating it. What are we saving? What are we saving here? <laughs> You're going to wear me down eventually. You're going to wear me down, I swear. Uh, this, is ch- this is child abuse. And then there's this really, there's a sexual element that makes me really uncomfortable. I can't exactly put my finger on what it is, but it's like a little pedophile it's weird. I think you're weird yeah. if you're there chanting, cheering for the sexuality of a child. You're a weirdo. That's all I can say. That should okay. But I also should mention that every gay man, not every lesbian, but every gay man that I've ever met has told me that they knew they were gay when they were kids. Okay. I mean, maybe irrelevant there's truth. though. This maybe not there's be maybe there's truth to that. I'm not even saying. Look, for all I know, this is genuine and an organic moment. It's possible. I don't my care. Point, it doesn't my matter. point is with those weird adults cheering the sexuality of a child. It's weird. You're a weirdo. Even if this thing is as presented and it's, and it's, there's nothing nefarious or underhanded about it. It's, it's weird. And you're a weirdo. If you cheer it, I'm sorry. 
It's not an anti-gay thing. I'd say the same for a straight kid, <laughs> whatever a straight kid is, put up on the stage talking about sexual preferences. Just as weird. Well, I don't really want to hear what kids have to say, except with the rare exception of Soph. I just generally don't want to hear what anybody under 17, although really like 25, has to say about anything. I mean, hmm. the sexuality thing is, is especially bizarre. And then wielding that for political purposes is like another layer of just gross morality. Hmm. I just hate this. I hate all of it. Burn it down. Vote, vote Bernie. Burn it down. B-E-R-N. <laughs> burn it down. Well, as of now, Bernie is the only candidate awarded delegates from Nevada with 10. That puts Bernie in the overall delegate lead at 31. He took that lead from Pete, who now sits at 22. Elizabeth Warren's at 8. Klobuchar at 7. Joe Biden at 6. South Carolina, of course, votes Saturday before Super Tuesday right after. And Biden is hanging on to South Carolina by a thread. Let's see if I can find the polling here. Uh, so Biden, as of, uh, you know, the start of the year, he was, uh, again, in a double-digit lead. In fact, he was pulling about 35, whereas Warren and Sanders were close for second at about 15, 16 apiece. That lead has shrunk to three now. 3% lead in the aggregated polling over Bernie Sanders. Again, there's not a ton of polling available in South Carolina, so take it with a grain of salt. But it stands to reason that the, the, the lead is shrinking. Warren and Klobuchar have no real shot in South Carolina. They're pulling fifth and sixth, respectively, under Uh-oh. 10 points each. Recent polls, uh, and, and not just in South Carolina, but Super Tuesday coming up after. Uh, Sanders has a significant or a, a repeated lead in in every basically every state with the exception of Klobuchar's Minnesota. Even in Maine and Massachusetts, which were formerly Warren territory, of course, one of them is Warren's home state, Warren's lead has eroded in both of those places and Bernie now leads. So again, as I mentioned last week, my official prediction is Warren gets humiliated in South Carolina and quits before super Tuesday because she cannot handle the embarrassment of losing her own state. My dad texted me this morning and his official prediction is that Bernie will, uh, will bizarrely die of a heart related incident, uh, in the next coming months, uh, the next few months, and uh, really, we all know it's just the DNC needs to get him out of the way. But uh, seriously speaking, yeah. I'm wa- I, I got every I got somebody not only watching my six, but my one, two, three, four, five, all the way through twelve. If I'm Bernie Sanders, I'm completely enclosed by bodyguards yeah. at all moments of the day, yeah, because I, I, I do actually think there's some danger for him given uh, the threat he represents to the DNC establishment. Isn't it crazy that somebody that an old man that just had a heart attack is made to look young because of Joe Biden's corpse face and his geriatric. It's like, I can't remember if you did, but I, I, as soon as he had the heart attack, I declared him politically dead. I was like, this is it. He's it's yeah. over. Yeah. Lo and behold, the corpse has risen. I, it is unbelievable, especially with this debate performance, which I want to get into, but it will be a little bit of a lengthy segment. Do you think we should take a break beforehand or should we just hop into it? Uh, let's hop into it. I don't have okay. to pee. So okay, we'll take a break um, after the debate recap, because, of course, as we said, um, so prior to the caucuses on Wednesday night, this is the debate basically we've all been waiting for. Bloomberg was finally on the stage and everybody um, but Bernie and and maybe Buttigieg basically had their backs against the wall before this Nevada caucus. So, you know, everyone's going to have the knives out. And weirdly, instead of attacking Bernie to slow his getaway from the pack, Everyone, I don't know about you, but to me, it seemed like everyone was coached up with rehearsed lines to go after Bloomberg. And this manifested itself literally in the in the first 10 minutes of the debate. Everyone attacked Bloomberg. 
Yeah. So, so, and then Bloomberg, of course, basically laid down for it, at least for the early portions of the debate. But this is, uh, this is how the debate started. Literally everyone going after Mr. Bloomberg had policies in New York City of stop and frisk, which went after African-American and Latino people in an outrageous way. I'd like to talk about who we're running against. A billionaire who calls women fat broads and horse-faced lesbians. And no, I'm not talking about Donald Trump. I'm talking about Mayor Bloomberg. I've been told many times to wait my turn and to step aside. And I'm not going to do that because a campaign memo uh, from Mayor Bloomberg said this morning uh, that the only way uh, that we get a nominee is if we step aside for him. He has stop and frisk, throwing a fo- close to five million young black men up against the wall. Most Americans don't see where they fit if they've got to choose between a socialist who thinks that capitalism is the root of all evil and a billionaire who thinks that po- money ought to be the, the root of all power. And then Bloomberg basically just lays down for this. He, he offers this kind of half-assed defense of stop and frisk, but he says that he really regrets it. He's embarrassed about it. The one thing that I'm um, really worried about, embarrassed about, was how it turned out um, with stop and frisk. It was trying to understand how we change our policies so we can keep the city safe because the crime rate did go from 650, 50% down to 300. And that's the thing, like, we, we, we talked about it, what was it, last week or prior. Yes, I think there are constitutional concerns with stop and frisk. Also true, you had a city with, significant, with a significant amount of murders, and you cut it in half, dude. Like, you can stand on that achievement. It's okay to do that. Yeah, but once again, the success of an endeavor that is morally and constitutionally dubious should not be based on the efficacy and i'm just saying he did it for a reason he's being if you went if you went into every minority community in new york and executed every person that had had a misdemeanor of any kind that would also drastically reduce crime i agree i agree as we discussed last week i i would probably be on the side of the stop and frisk critics as a matter of principle but just as a matter of politics, I hate when people are spineless like this. Yeah, don't you apologize it, ever. Yeah, you, you did, did this, it yeah. for a reason. That reason is debatable. <laughs> but it, 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 I'm embarrassed that I reduced my city's murder rate by fifty percent. Well, okay. I mean, what a thing to be embarrassed by. I, it, I, I just make your choices and and stand strong by them. I think that's what a lot of people are looking for politically. Even if even if you have some. You know, even if you have some areas of disagreement, because if I if I disagree with you and I think you're weak, I mean, that's just you got nothing left. You know, you can you can respect a strong person you disagree with. I don't know. What if he actually uh, thinks it was a bad idea now? We've never even entertained that. that, But that (laughs) but that's the thing is like, oh, funny, you did it for your entire mayoral tenure. Mm -hmm. And now that you're running for president and the most woke uh, you know, the most vo- woke voting population ever that you're trying to court. Funny, now you think that it, it was wrong. That's weird. That's f- awfully convenient timing. Not only did Warren go after uh, Bloomberg for his horse-faced lesbian comment. Oh, actually, you know what? I wanted to stop there because that was the other thing I wanted to talk about. Uh, if you're like me, you heard the horse-faced lesbian comment and you thought, well, that's, that's kind of funny. Uh, but is it actually true? Because actually it, it did come from Elizabeth Warren. So I kind of want to know what the basis for that is. And this was all in the context of um, 
of uh, Elizabeth Warren going after Mike Bloomberg for mistreating women in the workplace, whether it's sexual harassment or gender discrimination or whatever. But if you look at the source of this horse-faced lesbian quote, it's it's a pretty strong stretch to treat that as evidence of Michael Bloomberg's sexism or discrimination against women. So according to the New York Times fact check, there was a, a in, in the 1990s, Mr. Bloomberg, uh, his colleagues and his financial data company compiled, compiled a book of one-liners purportedly uttered by their boss, including a number of body and sexist comments. Among the quotations was a quip about the British royals in which Mr. Bloomberg <laughs> used the terms horsey-faced lesbian and fat broad to refer which to royal? women. It doesn't say, it doesn't specify. It just says two women in the royal family. So really what it we're talking about... must be Eugene about, and Eugenia and Beatrice. It's Bloomberg private conversation making jokes about celebrities. We're not talking about him even... It's not people in, in his workforce. It's not people with whom he even has a relationship. To treat this as evidence of sexism or uh, discrimination against women would be to indict every single person in the world, including Elizabeth I need Elizabeth to know Warren, who he was talking about. Was he talking about one of the horse-faced lesbian royals? In which case, I think this is fine. But none of this yeah. really matters. It doesn't matter if it's true. What matters is that he got totally spanked by Elizabeth Warren. And I would say, given that it's, it's kind of a half-truth, or at least the context is very key to um to disputing warren's framing of it I, I wonder why bloomberg didn't really challenge on that it's possible that given it was so long ago she, he doesn't even remember yeah uh, dude's how old. would i how would i even remember something from 30 years ago i would when, not remember a lesbian i made fun of 30 years ago would yeah you? so he just he, he kind of laid down for that one too uh unfortunate i wish he had had the full context available to him because there is a, a strong defense for him on that one Meanwhile, Elizabeth Warren continues along this theme, and she goes after Mike Bloomberg for uh, the non-disclosure agreements he reached with certain women who apparently made accusations of sexual harassment or gender discrimination in his uh, businesses. One former female employee alleged that you said, quote, I would do you in a second. Should Democrats expect better from their nominee? He has gotten some number of women, dozens, who knows, to sign non-disclosure agreements. Mr. Mayor, are you willing to release all of those women from those non-disclosure agreements so we can hear their side of the story? None of them accuse me of doing anything other than maybe they didn't like the joke I told. There's a be agreements between two parties that wanted to keep it quiet and that's up to them when you say they signed them and they wanted them if they wish now to speak out and tell their side of the story that's now okay with you you're releasing them on television tonight Se senator no. Is that right? they decided when they made an agreement that they wanted to keep it quiet for everybody's no. interest they signed the agreements and that's what we're going to live I with oh he is fucked there is nothing you can do about that come on Again. he's totally toast she used her law degree to just just impale him with a giant dildo in the butt and that's what's frustrating True. is he has great defenses but again he basically laid down for it i don't have the article in what front is of he me. supposed to do though oh there first of all let me explain his lay down first he went out and he's already said he's releasing three women from these ndas so he's already bowing he's already saying yes ma'am but it's too late he shouldn't have done that it's pointless uh yeah. they did agree to 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 take whatever the settlement 100%, was 100 percent so uh, yeah, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if he's going to release three women. He released the three women with the the the, the jokes that implicate him the least 
and is going to use this as evidence. How many women was it? It was like 20 women, wasn't it? I don't think we ever got an exact number. That was one of Warren's points. But if you're Bloomberg, okay, you have many, many available avenues here. First of all, literally every company of a of, of significant size has these. Every there's no one to his point. He did That's raise true, this. Yeah. I've never. They're not accusing me of anything other than maybe like making a joke once, but I never slapped an ass. I never, you know, I never tried to do anything improper in the That would have played really well, but <laughs> I, I didn't grab anybody's pussy. So you can't do fine. that. But what, what you can say is any company of significant size has these. Not only that, yeah. but I would be shocked if there are no NDAs issued by the Elizabeth Warren campaign for any number of reasons. I guarantee there are NDAs as terms of employment with the Elizabeth Warren campaign. Are any 100%. of them of a, of a sexual, sexual harassment Well, we don't nature. know because they aren't disclosed. Why won't you disclose them, Elizabeth Warren? She has the impervious protection of being female. That's not a... That's, I don't think people buy it. I No, people ate this up, Love this was... Just so destructive to Bloomberg. I think he's toast. Oh, I agree. I think he handled it poorly. But what I'm trying to get offer him is a is a defense that would have been more effective. I do think that he's right about the parties agreeing to the terms. I don't think that he was particularly forceful in explaining it. But his point is valid. If these parties did not agree to the terms presented to them, they were free to reject the terms and pursue civil or criminal remedy. They did not. Can you imagine getting like a hundred grand because you heard your boss say something about a, a, a horse faced lesbian? Was that it? That is I, the deal of a century. Oh my God. A hundred grand for an ass grab is a deal I would sign up for. I actually got the full pat down at TSA this week for the first oh, time ever. It's a whole thing, uh, isn't it? Oh man. They, uh, they were inside the waistband and everything. A mm-hmm. uh, hundred grand. Because I'm pregnant. For- I've had to do it like a bunch of times because I'm scared of the the magnetic thing and they will like um like go up into your butt crack from underneath yeah they uh yeah. he he definitely grabbed some he grabbed some stuff for sure if i got 100 grand for that i would definitely take the deal um that's slight prostitution I <laughs> i'm fine with that hey there's a price for everything uh yeah but nobody forced them to sign the agreement since they did they should abide by them they were consenting partners to these agreements too he's making that point I think he could do it a little bit more forcefully. And I would like to see him raise the point about Warren's campaign as well. Um, anyway, but moving on from that, because Bloomberg did come back with some some good moments of his own in the latter half of the debate. One of which, was, this was actually my favorite moment of the debate. Bernie's bitching about the tax code as he always is. Billionaires pay more in taxes, uh, lower tax rate than their secretaries, whatever he says. And Bloomberg's like... What are you bitching about, dude? You're in Congress. You write the tax code. Right. Why are you complaining? And Bernie accuses him of writing the tax code. We have the insane situation that billionaires today, if you can believe it, have an effective tax rate lower than the middle class. Senator, so maybe you're just the tax code. Why are you complaining? Who <laughs> wrote the code? You, you and your, did. You and your you campaign. And your you and no, your you. Cam- not me. You and your <laughs> campaign contributions. He did the same thing when he was pressed by Martha McCallum about tax rates earlier. Remember, he's like, "No, you, Martha, you pay more in taxes." He did that whole bit. This, this is the stupidest argument from Bernie, and this, this is what I find so funny about Bernie. He'll shirk responsibility even for things he is directly responsible for, like federal law. Meanwhile, we're supposed to we're supposed to trust him to take responsibility for all aspects of American life. Who is he going to blame when there are uh, medical service shortages or breadlines or whatever his future might entail? Whose fault is it going to be? Still the billionaires 
or will he finally admit responsibility then? Mm. <laughs> I just... <laughs> No, it's not me whose job is literally writing the laws. It's you people who cut checks because reasons. Ugh, whatever. Um, Bernie and, uh, and Bloomberg did spar, spar over uh, democratic socialism in response to several Bernie talking points. Bloomberg outright called out communism and Bernie's three houses. And I thought this was that the three house answer from Bernie was an even worse response than his tax code response. You know what, Mr. Bloomberg, wasn't you who made all that money. Maybe your workers played some role in that as well. I want workers to be able to sit on corporate boards as well. I can't think of a ways that would make it easier for Donald Trump to get reelected than listening to this conversation. It's ridiculous. We're not going to throw out capitalism. We tried that. Other countries tried that. It was called communism, and it just didn't work. So, so I believe in democratic socialism okay, for no. working people, not billionaires. What a wonderful country we have. The best-known socialist in the country happens to be a millionaire with three houses. What I miss here? Uh, well, you'll miss that I work in Washington, house one. That's the first problem. Live in Burlington, house two. That's good. And like thousands of other Vermonters, I do have a summer camp. Forgive me for that. <laughs> but, Where is your home? But, which tax which tax haven New do you York, have your home? New York City, thank you very much. Well, I'm I'm totally team Bernie on this one because How? How? his net worth is two million dollars for a fucking old man that is not that much money. Two million dollars. He's uh, not like I, no, he's, he's like he's barely a millionaire. And then his three his homes. Book, one are you of them sure is about that? Because his book sold a lot. I don't know. Uh, let's Google it. Um, I shouldn't say Google. One of his homes is like a crappy cabin. One of them is a condo. I mean, he's not living like but that's Bloomberg, who's richer than, isn't he richer than Jeff Bezos? But that's the point, is, is it's always what other people are doing is wrong, what I'm doing is fine. Yeah. His whole reasoning on the summer home, whether it's nice or crappy, is that thousands of other Vermonters also have summer homes. Okay, there are six to seven hundred billionaires in the United States. Because there are hundreds of other people living a life of luxury, does that mean that Michael Bloomberg is justified? It's always some arbitrary threshold whereby he is vindicated and everybody else is implicated. That's no, I totally problem. agree. And under yeah. his own uh, democratic socialism, he would not be able to achieve that level of wealth, even though, from my perspective, it's a mod modest level of wealth for somebody um, in his position and at his age. So he would be subject to the same kind of wealth redistribution uh, for which he advocates. That being said, I, I do hear all the time that he's like this super wealthy guy. He's really not. He is he is insanely wealthy for what he has done. The guy has never built anything in his entire life. Yeah, he's but that goes for almost wealth. everybody in the political sphere. Oh, I agree. I agree. But that that's the problem. Like you, being elected to Congress should not be uh, an automatic. Well, listen. Write your own, I get it. You'll write your own book. You have a certain level of notoriety that maybe you can speak or whatever. I'm not going to set mark. I'm not going to set price caps on what that's worth. Yeah. But we also reward these people with very large salaries, very good benefits. All of that incentivizes the the path to career politician type stuff that that gets the being a millionaire by extracting your wealth from other people as opposed to building something that people participate in voluntarily. And Bloomberg like, did build something very valuable. Um, yeah, I, to the consumer, to the financial sphere. I mean, I'm willing to grant that too. His wealth didn't exactly fall into um, his lap. I I can't stand Bloomberg. I think he's an authoritarian nanny state clown. But all these people make me very sympathetic, to, or at least comparatively sympathetic to him. Mm -hmm.
Ugh. Meanwhile, Bernie. I hate all these people. <laughs> Bernie has been under scrutiny lately because of the violence of his uh, or the threats of his Bernie bros. Of course, we saw the Veritas tapes. Uh, there was a fight at his rally last weekend. There's been various incidents of threats and all this. And Pete Buttigieg was trying to take him to task on taking responsibility for his violent Bernie bro following. And uh, Bernie floated the idea that maybe the worst among his following are actually Russian bots. All of us remember 2016. What we remember is efforts by Russians and others to try to interfere in our election. I'm not saying that's happening, but it would not shock me. I saw some of those tweets regarding the Culinary Workers Union. I am the, have a 30-year, 100% pro-union voting record. Do you think I would support or anybody who supports me would be attacking union leaders? It's not thinkable. I'm not saying I'm... <laughs> but yeah, I'm totally saying... <laughs> And we'll get to the to the Bernie Russia relationship in uh, in a little bit uh, because apparently uh, U.S. intelligence officials believe there is a Bernie bro Russian bot relationship going on. Uh, real quick, lastly, uh, this there were a few moments in this um, of just the issues of environmental justice and climate change. Bernie says he wants a total fracking ban. And Warren says we need to spend a trillion dollars on uh, so-called environmental justice, which means that like pollution and in negative environmental impacts are worse for her precious prized people of color. Hmm. Here's what uh, here's what they had to say. Hold on. Oh, what? Okay, so I just looked this up. He earns a yearly salary of one hundred seventy-four thousand. Yes. His total net reported assets, including all of his homes in twenty fifteen, were seven hundred fifty thousand, mm-hmm. and he was what seventy-five then seventy. My math is about 73. Um, and then he earned a million dollars from book royalties, which doubled his net worth. In one year, right? In two and a half years. Yeah. I mean, you can, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and say that any amount of wealth is wrong insofar as it is built upon that, that voluntary the, transactions. Right, and a lot which, of his wealth is not built on voluntary transactions. That's the problem. he would be subject, of, like I said before, he would be subject to his own wealth redistribution, meaning he would have, he would be classified as a very wealthy person by the, by, you know, I, what I've heard him say, he would say, he would say that he would fall into a bracket of a high net worth. Yeah. He is of a level of wealth that he formerly would have criticized. Is that fair to say? For sure. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, here's what they have to say about environmental issues. You want issues. a total ban on nat- natural gas extraction, yep. fracking. What do you tell these workers? It's supporting a big industry right now, sir. If we don't act incredibly boldly, there will be irreparable damage done. And the Green New Deal will create up to 20 million good paying jobs. I want to make sure that the question of environmental justice gets more than a glancing blow in this debate. Does Toxic that even mean? waste dumps, polluting <laughs> factories explain. have been located in or near communities of color. And the consequences are felt in the health of young African-American babies. I have a commitment of a trillion dollars to repair the damage that this nation has permitted to inflict on communities of color for generations now. I don't even understand what she's saying. That there's worse pollution, pollution in black communities, and therefore we have to cut a check for a trillion dollars to correct the issue. How I mean, to, does one do something like that? Like fix it, you mean? Yes. I don't, I don't even know. Is she I mean, talking about just giving black communities a trillion dollars? Don't to, know. What? Don't know. I need more information. <laughs> Where I mean, is this $1 trillion procured that, I, from? 
first to Bernie's point, once you've banned vast sectors of jobs like natural gas extraction, fracking, whatever, where are you going to get the money to pay for the new federally mandated Green New Deal? Like, okay, we're going to ban these jobs, but don't worry, you're going to get a federal job in the Green New Deal. Okay, where's the money coming from that federal job since you banned a, a lot of the wealth creation that would finance it? There's that to consider. To put the trillion dollar number in perspective, a lot of time we lose track of this in the context of federal spending because, you know, whatever, it's the infinite credit card. The entire federal budget is about three and a half to four trillion dollars, depending on, you know, the year. But recently speaking, I assume that she's not talking about a trillion dollars for one year. It'd be over X amount. But that is still an absolutely massive number. And this is in addition to her existing promises of free health care, student debt forgiveness, free college, free everything. I, that's just the government printing even more money than it already does. Good luck with that. Now she uh, talks about uh, paying for these things with her stupid wealth tax, where, you know, if you have a nice house, we're going to tax you two, 2% on the value of the house or whatever. I saw this stat this week verified oh, by Snopes. Yeah. You can confiscate 100% of the wealth of all billionaires in this country tomorrow. It's only enough to run the government at status quo for nine months. That's if you take yeah. all their wealth right now. That says something about our, our unnecessary spending, doesn't it? It's so out of, it's ridiculous. But uh, anyway, we're, we're up against the clock. I'll keep it moving. Wait, wait. Do you know what environmental justice really means? The EPA has a, a definition. I would like to website. hear it really quick. I might Are, just, I'm going to scrap the rest of this Bloomberg stuff I have in the interest of time. Um, it's kind of interesting, but that's enough Bloomberg. We'll, we'll see if he actually competes well on Super Tuesday next week. Um, he's toast. Environmental justice is the fair treatment and meaningful involvement of all people, regardless of race, color, national origin, income, with respect to the development, implementation, and enforcement of environmental laws, regulations, and policies. This will be achieved when everyone enjoys the same degree of protection from environmental and health hazards and how equal they, access. How do they not have the same degree of protection? Yeah, that's insane. Um, health hazards must be where this $1 trillion is coming from. I'll explain in a minute. Equal access to decision-making process to have an environment in which to live, learn, and work. So she must be taking into account that some minority communities have more health problems, probably because of dietary stuff. Maybe because I mean, if your position is that every community in the United States must have exactly equal levels of environmentally outcomes. related illness or health outcomes. That seems to be what okay. it is, yeah. Good luck. I, I would like to see a lot of this is a product of choice. For instance, you're going to deal with a lot more pollution living in L.A. There happen to be a lot more minorities living in L.A. It also happens to be more expensive than, I don't know, a, a, a small apartment in Nebraska. Right. But it's your choice right. to live in either of those places and you live with the results of, the, again, it's equal outcome type nonsense. Yes, and they've grouped together a bunch of externalities. They've called them environmentalism when in fact most of these uh, just encompass different elements of personal choice like diet, smoking, drug use, things like that. Hmm. Uh, what a bunch of horseshit. Well, let's take a break and check in with Super Chat. And then I want to get to, I know, the most exciting event of the night for you, Russian Collusion, the sequel. We're entering chapter two of the saga. I, I can't. I can't I'll be quick. This. No, it's, this is not your fault. I mean, it's just <laughs> unreal to me that this is yeah. the direction they're going to take things in. Mm -hmm. It makes me sympathetic to Bernie, too. Um, I know I'm getting totally ripped apart. <laughs> I Bernie is pissing me off more than almost any of them, except for Warren right now. I'm the least angry at Bernie. I can't, I can't believe that. I'm the least angry at Bloomberg, which is incredible. I hate Bloomberg's. I, I hate his face. I just, hmm. I hate all these people so much. Um, 
Lazarus Rex. I am in the right one, right? Do, 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 do. Bernie wins Nevada. Yeah, that's a second. Um, as usual, I'm late to the party, but I just listened to last week's episode the other day while working on my car. Take that, soy. So regarding <laughs> Biden on Morning Joe, more like a morning Joe M O U. Uh, <laughs> boo! Thanks, thanks for the donation. One. After I boo your joke. Thanks, man. The hot Mitch. Hey guys, been watching every Sunday for a couple of years now, but not the Wednesday show because it's whack. I'm going to be passing through <laughs> Billings this summer, Matt. Any suggestions? Uh, well, uh, I hope you listen to the Colin show on your on your trip. Uh, no, um, Billings is cool. Uh, I wouldn't say that Billings is the most tourist friendly spot in the state. It's more of just like a blue collar, uh, blue collar big city by Montana standards. It's the biggest city in the state. Uh, but if, if you have time, head up to the mountains in Red Lodge, maybe. The Beartooth Mountains are the most rugged, tallest mountain range in the state. That's a lot of cool stuff to do up there. Uh, but if you're sticking in Billings and you're, you're, you only have time in Billings, downtown Billings has improved a lot. It used to be full of meth-addicted, uh, meth-addicted Native Americans who want to stab you. <laughs> that kind of thing. Now it's uh, much improved. Are you so, sure they aren't just drunk? Meth isn't really their jam. No, well... Mm, I should be fair. Montana has a meth problem overall. There had been a lot of uh, sketchy characters in downtown Billings. Uh, I, I should be fair. I don't know for sure. I'm just it's going your by the racial and drug stereotype. Going right. by the stereotype. There's a bunch of Nathan Phillips type guys down there looking to shank you. His but, tooth uh, absence does kind of reveal a larger <laughs> method. But it's thing. it's gotten a lot better as the um, economy has improved the last few years. So downtown Billings does actually have a lot of nice establishments these days. I'm not going to actually vote for Bernie, you guys. Jesus. For for collapsitarian reasons. It doesn't no, matter. It won't matter in Idaho. I may abstain. I, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, DSA Kim Flanagan. Mm. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I should read this. Mm. <laughs> what do you think? I, I can't see it. Anyone else celebrating Black History Month by knocking up a bunch of chicks and then abandoning them? God, dude. Nobody asked you, that Kevin. One. Nobody asked you, Kevin. That shouldn't have made the cut, should it? That one was rough. <laughs> a character holding. Sargon's camera virus must be real. You guys look beautiful. Your video quality is garbage. Yeah, up close, we're not very good looking people. Um, Wait, I like is, to is, smear is, Vaseline on my our, camera. Our video, our video quality is good or bad? I wasn't, whatever. He's saying we look good, so our video quality must be garbage. Oh, I see, I see. Uh, well, as long as we look good, I guess, I'll take it. That's all that really matters, is hmm. lying to the audience about how I actually look <laughs> and how fat my ass is right now. It's a real problem. Uh, Steamboat Willie, Price Russia. What? Price you pay. It's part of the deal. I know. It's a real bummer, though. I've just been crying naked in front of the mirror a lot. <laughs> uh, Steamboat Willie, Russia influencing presidential elections. Classic Dem Trump car used used to now burn the burn use now to burn the burn i i see read good steamboat william sorry for fucking up your super chat matt dath just a donation for my lowdown my favorite lowdown money grabbers we appreciate well it. thank you somebody after matt dath but before help the guild list got their 20 dollars donation deleted can we give it back or what uh, no, because it goes to Planned Parenthood. I can't. That's one of the reasons, you know, that's the risk you take with YouTube. Unfortunately, that's why we offer alternatives is if YouTube decides that it's too offensive, they just they don't give it to us. If the money comes to me and it was a mistake, of course, I'll send it back. But the problem with having me refund it is that that's money I'll never see. It doesn't actually ever get to me. It just goes to the 
charity. There's no consent s- here. I can't believe that they did this, but I'm sure I signed some terms and conditions at some point that where they covered their ass. Again, I, I, I suspect there may be legal implications in terms of the bait and switch that does exist here. If you're a lawyer who has interest in that sort of thing and maybe would want to, you know, take on a case that I don't know how much I, I don't know how much money at sta- is at stake or what I could pay you. But if you have, if you're out there and that interests you where YouTube is taking people's money under the premise of supporting the creator they select. And in fact, decides that the words were too mean. So they give it to Planned Parenthood instead. If that interests you, I am always open to emails on that topic because I, that seems very legally or not just legally ethically dubious to me. Definitely. Um, help for the guildless. Uh, Wilson tomorrow just wanted to say that beauty and the beta is the inspiration for my own show. Hope to possibly get you guys on at some point. Keep up the awesome job. We'll come on. Sure. Why not? Send me an email. I am open to, uh, to most invitations, uh, time permitting of course, but yeah, send me an email. Um, JL I'm addicted to porn. So I'm using hookers to try to get used to a real woman sexually stimulation other than my own hookers don't care if it's difficult to get your dick hard they get paid either way i know i rarely say this that is too much information it's one of those where i don't know if it's sincere or not i don't know either he looks asian so maybe Hmm. Hmm. sorry jail about your dick limpness problem or your hooker problem or your porn problem i don't know which one of those is the worst (laughs) or if it was a joke i'm I'm extra sorry. Thank you. I'm really mean to our audience. I'm sorry, guys. Spicy meme. Hey, Matt, I'm an Oregon Republican, and our Republican lawmakers are talking about fleeing the state again to kill all the bills up for vote. Oh, yeah. You think this is an okay way for us to stop these bills? We've talked about this. We did. This was the one area where I bucked principle and said, like, you know what? Screw it. I support these guys. I'd have to see the specifics of what they're doing this time. Last time was with the gun. Wasn't it a gun issue last time? I forget what the actual issue was. Or no, it was, wasn't it a, a gasoline tax type thing for like climate change? It was some Something kind of like environmental that. BS. Yeah. Um, it was a gasoline tax. Yeah. I'll have to, I, I will punt to until I see the specifics, but I, I will say as long as it is, as long as it complies with the rules in Oregon of how the legislative procedure is supposed to work, Fair enough. I mean, those are the re- those are the rules that were agreed to in the same way that the filibuster exists in the Senate. Those are the rules that are agreed to, whether you think that that's the right way to go or not. Um, so uh, let me know how it goes. I think that is a very uh, interesting political tactic, at least. Uh, let's do three more right now. Boogeyman917 yeah. says, I doubt it. Let's give him the sounder. It was kind of a big donation. I actually don't have that one <gasps> ready to go, but I will give him the Bernie. I am not going to be nigger. I am not going to be nigger. It is our best, our finest sounder. Only because it precedes uh, an actual uh, negligent homicide. No, murder. I don't know what they're calling it. Oh, the I doubt it one. Yeah. I I don't think the trial is over yet. I think they're still at trial. Let me know if that, if if people know if that's concluded yet. It wouldn't be negligent homicide. I don't know what they, what do you do when it's Uh, self-defense? Nothing, I guess. You'd just be acquitted uh, for self-defense reasons. Something murdery. Somebody died. Yeah. That's the important thing. Stellar J. Atkins. Thank you so much for your motherland stream on circumcision. The information needs to spread. Yeah. I did see somebody in the live chat earlier. That's like, stop talking about baby dicks. You're so obsessed. It's a really important issue. Really important. And a lot of people are having babies right now. 
So if I can save one baby foreskin, I'm not helping my cause, am I? I'll step out for a half hour while you uh, <laughs> go into detail about this. Does that sound good? Yeah, Charlie Tophat. Shout out to my best friend, best friend Brennan, who is currently going through Air Force basic training to join the security forces. Love you, bro. Cool. Um. All right, we're all set. I'm going to, uh, let's see. I'm going to hold off. I think we're good on... Uh, D live and I see a lot of guys over on uh, on Streamlabs. Um, so yeah, looks like looks like we're good over on D live. Thank you guys for supporting. Uh, top supporters tonight are uh, Silo, Buck, and Whiskey. Thank you guys for supporting the show. And I will check back with additional messages later. We do have several over on Streamlabs, and in the interest of time, because I've poorly structured my stream and there are a million other things to talk about that I want to get to. I will circle back for you guys on Streamlabs. So thank you uh, for supporting the show. I will be as quick through this topic as I can because it, it's just the same thing that we've already dealt with a million times now. But in case the original movie did not capture your attention and you want to see the sequel that nobody asked for, it is back, Russia Collusion 2 at least. We'll get to that in a moment, but I did want to say this comes right after the failure of another potential, well, the original impeachment reason uh, with Ukraine, of course. And I had speculated that John Bolton was going to do this tour where he like throws Trump under the bus and everyone would say, oh, if only John Bolton had testified, then Trump really would have been done. That's what happened is the Senate refused to let him testify. And that's why Trump got away. Well, John Bolton uh, kind of threw a wet blanket on that this week. He was speaking at uh, Vanderbilt. And uh, so this was on Wednesday, and he said that the House, the House's impeachment proceedings against Trump were, quote, grossly partisan, and that his testimony would not have changed Trump's acquittal in the Senate. Bolton says that the House committed, quote, impeachment malpractice, and, quote, the process drove Republicans who might have voted for impeachment away because it was so partisan. People can argue about what I should have said, what I should have done, Bolton said. I would bet you a dollar right here right now whole dollar my testimony would have no uh, would have made no difference on the ultimate outcome bolton's book of course is still subject to the review uh subject to uh, review for classified information it is expected that the book will release in march but for now john bolton is out there saying like listen man um, what i said wouldn't have changed anything i think this was a total partisan nonsense show uh i wouldn't have said much to the opposite effect so we got to move on of course, we talked, uh, we've talked in previous weeks about what Impeachment 2 might be about, but uh, we haven't considered Russia 2, the ultimate failure behind what was nearly the, the cause for the uh, original impeachment, but they didn't quite get there with the Mueller report. Well, uh, leaked report, or at least leaked information, says the Russians are once again meddling for Trump. On Thursday, the New York Times uh, reported that senior intelligence officials briefed members of Adam Schiff's House Intelligence Committee on February 13th that Russia is interfering in the 2020 campaign to try to get Trump reelected. Trump was reportedly angry over this briefing, and so uh, some reports say he fired acting director of national intelligence Joseph McGuire on this basis. Some White House staff say the timing was just coincidental and he was going to get rid of Joseph McGuire anyway, who, of course, was... Um, was serving on an acting basis, not a permanent basis. Anyway, um, Trump replaced him with, uh, with Richard Grinnell, who's a Trump ally and former ambassador to uh, Germany. Notably, 
In this entire lengthy New York Times report, which you can scroll through and browse yourself, uh, if you're looking for evidence, don't waste your time. There is not any tangible evidence for you to review yourself in here, uh, but that doesn't stop Democrats and their media allies from running with the Russia 2 hot takes. Here's a sample from the week. It's official. Russia has endorsed the re-election of President Donald Trump, who is trying desperately right now to keep that matter secret. If the Russians are attacking our election processes and they're doing so to benefit Donald Trump, I think, frankly, the president welcomes it. He wants it. So as bad as it is that the Russians are back at it, trying to help Trump get reelected, it's far worse that the president of the United States is he's trying to cover it up. The president is a Russian operative. That sounds like the description of a bad Hollywood screenplay, but it is real. Oh, yeah, uh, definitely real. <laughs> definitely real. It, 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 what are we? Are we going back to what? Like, uh, I don't know, 2017? Is that a time machine type clips? No, those are all from this week. That's so crazy. I thought for sure this narrative was dead. It was going to be something new. As I mentioned, if you're looking for evidence, don't bother. CBS reporter Catherine Herridge tweets this out this week. A source familiar with the House briefing says briefers pressed for evidence to back up claims Russia was, quote, trying to help president, the president in 2020 were asked if there was uh, any kind of intelligence to back up these claims. A source says that briefers had none to offer. Indeed, the National Security Advisor appearing on, uh, this is Robert O'Brien, appearing on uh, CBS News on Face the Nation, says he's not aware of any evidence whatsoever to support these claims. As the national security advisor to the president, have you assured the president that this U.S. intelligence finding is real? Well, I have not seen the finding. I think what he's referring to and what folks are talking about is a briefing that took place last week at the House Intelligence Committee uh, that was leaked to the press. And from what I understand about the report is that there was no, uh, and again, I get this secondhand, uh, but from Republican uh, congressmen that were in the committee, there was no intelligence behind it. I haven't seen any intelligence to support the reports that were leaked out of the House. Again, I wasn't there, and, uh, and these are leaks that were coming from a, a House Intel Committee hearing. I haven't seen any intelligence that would, would back up what I'm reading in the papers. <laughs> okay. I mean, to be fair, I guess he is a, he's a Trump cabinet position, so there are some political loyalties at play there. But I'm not taking his word for it. Someone has to show me the evidence. Someone has to show me. They can't even, a lot of these reports, they can't even say what it is. Like, they, not only can they not provide the evidence for what Russia is supposedly doing, they can't say specifically what Russia is doing. Right. It's all and, nebulous shit. This is just like last time, and it didn't yeah. work last time. How can they possibly think that this is going to work? Again? Well, the interesting wrinkle is that the Washington Post reports Friday that Bernie has been briefed by Intel officials that Russia is trying to help his campaign. This report also includes absolutely no evidence and reads in part, as I mentioned, quote, it's not clear what form the Russian assistance has taken. And then it goes on to cite uh, supposed Russian 2016 efforts to prop up Bernie to the detriment of Hillary Clinton. Bernie, for his part, has condemned any and all Russian election meddling. He said on Friday, unlike Donald Trump, I do not consider Vladimir Putin a good friend. He's an autocratic thug who is attempting to destroy democracy and crush dissent in Russia. Let's be clear. The Russians want to undermine American democracy by dividing us up. And unlike the current president, I stand firmly against their efforts and any other foreign power who wants to interfere in our election, unless they want to do it through illegal immigration, in which case it is totally fine. Uh, the last part may have been made up, but you know, 
I've always appreciated that uh, inconsistency in this perspective. That's about it. I don't want to spend too much time on this other than laughing at the fact that this, that we're trying this again. We're going to take another ride around this merry-go-round. Not going to work this time either. Um, I did make it an hour and a half, but I'm going to pee my pants. Okay. I can catch up on uh, Streamlabs if you need a break. All right. Let's, uh, let's check in on Streamlabs. And uh, let's see who was first. Cameron says uh, Streamlabs message didn't go through last week. Sorry about that. Presumably because I mentioned a certain small hat ethno-national occupied Middle East territory. Well, um, it's possible that I just missed it too, because I as, I don't I'm not aware of any Streamlabs censorship, no matter how spicy you get. So uh, I'll keep my, I'll keep an eye out for that. An apology for missing it. So have some extra shackles to make up for it. Blonde, what are your thoughts about the greater Idaho movement? I will circle back to that question as, she, as soon as she comes back. Uh, and uh, I'm going to do my best not to forget. I will not forget committing it to memory. Philip Smallin says, Michael uh, Avenatti and Stormy Daniels were uh, so much more fun than impeachment and Ukraine gate. I'm doubling down on my conspiracies. Avenatti and Daniels are Trump shills. You can totally recognize Trump's style. Maybe they, maybe they are plants. Who knows? Kind of a bummer from an entertainment perspective that maybe Michael Avenatti's going away. Philip also says, when Susan WikiWiki says your material is, quote, not advertiser friendly, what is she saying? I saw an ad on YouTube for an ED device with a surprisingly explicit diagram. Another YouTube ad encouraged me to shave my balls. Well, that's the thing is like not advertiser friendly. The question is, which advertisers? What advertisers? And that's how you know this whole thing is bunk is that. If this was really a problem, if Coca-Cola and Verizon were really upset about where their ads were being placed, the solution is for YouTube just to create a more specific menu for advertisers to choose from. Because I guarantee there are advertisers who would like to advertise on more controversial shows like this one, whether the show deserves the label of controversial or not, you be the judge. But yeah, to say that all advertisers are universally in opposition is, is such nonsense. Uh, Blonde is back. Let me get you back up. And we'll, we'll come back to, uh, to Streamlabs. Before I forget, though, Cameron did have a question for you. He says, what are your thoughts about the greater Idaho movement? I don't even know what that is. Do I you? also don't know. <sighs> Might have to get back to him. Or you can do a quick Google. I mean, I'm, I'm going to Google it. Oh, the Oregon uh, State. Yeah, okay. Join Idaho with Oregon. I have oh. heard about this. Um, like, e like Eastern Oregon or what? Or the entire state? I'm looking at a map. It's not the entire state. Hmm. I don't know. Is this, I don't know how I don't know how I feel about this. I'm not well versed enough to even opine. Well, uh, we will. Thanks. Uh, thanks again, to everyone on stream. we'll come back to the rest momentarily. Oh. Hmm. It was a big week for the uh, the attack of the thought police. Uh, as far as I saw, uh, these are just attacks and punishment for those who have stepped outside the uh, stepped outside of line ideologically. Most prominently was uh, Caitlin Bennett at Ohio University on Monday. Some of these clips were outright insane. But if you are unfamiliar with Caitlin Bennett, uh, Caitlin Bennett, she is the so-called gun girl. She's often called that. She open carried an AR-10 across campus at her Kent State graduation in 2018. She has since started doing on-the-street interviews at college campuses and uh, other left-wing environments. Controversy has followed her along the way for comments on transgenderism. Uh, she has been doing some abortion stuff. I know a lot of people were mad at her for a clip in which she asked a question to a child at one of these abortion events or abortion protests. Um, she of course has also been working with Infowars. People go after her for that. She, um, uh, critics have also jumped on a tweet. Let me bring up the tweet here. 
because she she works for this uh, outlet called uh, Liberty Hangout. And Liberty Hangout had a tweet in 2016 that was Holocaust denial. It was a poll that asked, out of curiosity, do you believe the Holocaust happened as we've been told? Uh, 50-50 results on 72 votes back in the day. Someone asked her, I should say, someone asked Liberty Hangout what the person who runs that account thinks and the account says it doesn't seem possible that 6 million were killed. (laughs) People attribute this to Caitlin Bennett because she is associated with this organization now. In fact, the guy who founded it, I believe, is her fiance. But here's the thing. There's no proof that she wrote these tweets. Right. And if without proof that she wrote this, am I supposed to care? Why am I, why am I supposed to care about this stuff? The fact of the matter about Caitlin Bennett is that she, uh, all, all of her transgressions are thought transgressions. As far as I'm aware, she's not committing crimes. She's not attacking people. She's not committing violence. She's expressing thoughts. And in some, in some ways expressing thoughts in ways that people deem in poor taste or, uh, or questionable for other reasons. And I totally get that. You're entitled to that criticism. However, She shows up on the campus of Ohio University to do this bit where she's going to ask people uh, questions about U.S. presidents for President's Day. And as she's doing this, a mob descends upon her and starts throwing objects at her and making it impossible for her to conduct her business until she's literally run off campus. Check out some of the footage here. Here we go. Who were the first three presidents? George Washington, of course. Mm -hmm. Oh, John Adams, third one. Is it, was it a Thomas? Yes, it was. Jefferson? Good yes. job! Yeah, we need to get out of here. Hey! Yeah. No, you need to get out of here. Excuse me, you're out of here. That's not hateful, is it? trying to leave they're still throwing stuff you need to back up joel shut your window joel these cops are watching this happen there's another one get just these hordes of fingers from these silly people and i get it you don't have to like caitlin bennett i'm not saying i i I haven't even seen enough of her stuff to say whether i appreciate it or not but these silly people who are just uh, duped into this mob mentality or they're just caught up in this this is also the same shit that has been happening we how many campus riots like this have i seen since 2013 this is i have seen this exact same thing happen seriously no fewer than 50 times <sighs> the chick screaming in her face about not knowing oppression meanwhile you are actively suppressing someone's rights I, yeah, I appreciate that i understand that but i'm also like tired of talking about it and that one chick that's like you came to the most liberal campus like what were you expecting i'm kind of like yeah she did know this was going to happen she wanted to use it as well, fodder she, to launch she definitely her wants it to happen i think that's fair to say but yeah. does that mean that th- that they're behaving in a justified way of course i mean even her even of that exchange, not. I'm just yeah. saying it's getting old and we all know that this is what college campuses are like now. It, I, I did appreciate when she said, 
when you came to this the, to this uh, ultra liberal place, what did you expect? You said, "I thought you guys were tolerant." Well, you're in the extreme minority. Yeah. Well, why not all the more tolerance then? What, I, I agree with her there too. We should be intolerant of people in the extreme minority. <laughs> no, um, you, you should team up with these people. I know. More right? mob uh, justice. More circling people that, like, to shame them. Yeah. Obviously, these people are insane and they've lost their minds and they're indoctrinated. But I think that in 2020, that this is an old shtick and I'm tired of watching it. This college campus interview drama. I don't yeah, care I, anymore. I get it. You don't have to find that to be a entertaining, like a piece of entertainment. Yeah. Um, she however, does have the best hair I've ever seen in my life. It's big hair, no doubt. Smoking hot chick and everything like that. I, I don't know enough about her content. I've seen her on Infowars a few times. But outside of that, I don't know anything about her. I did appreciate this particular coverage in the new political. I was reading about what had happened there. They got a whole podcast about what had happened. You scroll down to the editor's note of correction. Editor's note. A previous version of this report stated Bennett's Jeep had Nazi Germany iconography on it. The iconography was an Iron Cross, which is commonly associated with Nazi Germany, but... Iron Cross is also an automotive company. So I looked it up and this is just like an aftermarket car parts company. They make like oh, Jeep man. bumpers and stuff. So the vehicle just had this company's aftermarket parts and they saw that and reported. Yeah, it was, there was Nazi iconography on the car. Oh, my mistake. That's actually just a car company. But yeah, we're totally being fair in our presentation here. We're not trying to rile this up any more than it already was. Uh, there mean, were... Do you think that at this late stage that anybody is being turned to is realizing the extent of the indoctrination on college campuses? Like, yeah. do you think this is new information for anybody? At this I, point? I do. I think every if day it's there's new information. This is still a valid tactic. Maybe for just because, Bennett, you think? Yeah. I mean, yeah. If, if this is, is, if this is effective in exposing normies to what the, to boomer normies, what they're sending their kids into, yeah. then Fine. I think Do I think that it's tech. the same extent as 2015, 2016? No. I think a lot of this has been ongoing for a while. But the, every time you produce something, there's going to be someone who hasn't seen it before. It always happens. That's true. Maybe I'm just jaded from being in the realm for too long. And she is like way younger. Maybe we just need some new blood. In, she is. Uh, I think she's 23, 24. She, yeah, she's younger. And, and that's why like some of her, some of the mistakes that she's made that people criticize her for. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a Caitlyn Bennett cheerleader, but as long as what has she crimes, done? The Holocaust thing, I don't care. Well, about people don't like. There was one exchange where she was at some kind of abortion event, and if I understand the context correctly, there was a dad there with his daughter, I believe, in some sort of pro-choice capacity, but I'm not confident in that. But Caitlyn Bennett approached this like six-year-old kid and says, "Do you know what the number one cause of death for children in the country is? It's abortion." And it's like wanting to talk to the kid. And the dad says, well, just so you know, that's your right, like to his daughter. So it's possible. Well, what is he doing with the kid? I yeah, I, I, it seems like dad is not a good guy. <laughs> but people didn't like that Caitlin Bennett it's went to go fault, politicize a child. People didn't like that. But again, she's not victimizing anybody. She's not, she's not being violent. She's not doing anything to violate anybody's rights. She's just maybe being a, a little more provocative than you might like. And of course, I'll always defend people's rights. Uh, to do that. The, That's not uh, my issue. It's just, you know, I thirst for something new and different because I'm hmm. bored. Right. <laughs> and she's not delivering entertainment <laughs> for me. And that's the real problem. She's I doing have. a better job on the street than I would. I like on the street she's stuff is yeah. very hard. Man. After the RNC, I was like, 
never, I never want to do this again. <laughs> what she is doing is, is really hard. And you got to have the right personality type too. So yeah, good but for you her. also have to kind of have the personality where you enjoy negative attention, which brings yeah. a lot of sociopathic people into this realm. The only person I think that is able to do this truly with like a, a good heart is Fleckus. He's great. He's, he's top notch as far as yeah. I'm concerned, best in the game, as far yeah, as I'm totally. concerned. Um, and to your point, he does, he does go into it with what I believe is a genuinely, uh, warm approach to people he disagrees with. I don't believe he's looking to, to gotcha anyone. I don't believe he's actually looking for this kind of reaction. I do believe he's looking to just talk to people and his videos. Yeah. Are great. Oh, I don't care that if she has bad motives, that's not what I care about. No. It's just that I'm bored. Well, you first and foremost, you must entertain blonde. And if you fail in that endeavor, you are to be dismissed. Yes. Uh, there were no arrests at this event. According to a statement from Ohio university police department, the incident did not rise to the level of a riot. So there were no arrests or reports of injury or violence. I'm not saying that there were, there was uh, like life threatening violence here, but there were obstacles thrown at people. There were reports of their car being vandalized. Like these are it looked physical like pee, acts. Like they were getting thrown pee. They said it was coffee, like hot coffee. Looked real yellow. So bad brew. Maybe point is there were physical acts against people that the police did not intervene in and bennett is pledging to return to ohio university for an open carry event on campus we'll see if the mob tries this again when uh, she and her friends are open carrying their rifles i will definitely tune in to, maybe that will reach the entertainment threshold you're looking for we'll up the ante a little bit i don't know that seems sticky to me too like walking around a campus with an ar and stuff it's legal it's your right to do yeah, but remember that Walmart guy? Well, again, he—I do think he got a raw treatment legally. I also think what he did circumstantially was stupid. Like he—he he specifically chose a Walmart right after the Walmart shooter to say, "It's That's my right. right to walk in with body armor and a rifle, open carrying." That's true. It is. But I, I um, criticize that guy. Do you think that it's philosophically inconsistent for me? Probably because of the shooting I context. Yeah, I don't think it's quite the same, uh, but I run into the problem of like, okay, how soon is too soon? Let's say yeah, he does the like Walmart stunt. After, it, it was really recent, but let's say he does it a month after, two months, three months. At what point does it become okay? That's the question my perspective would have to answer. And that's a difficult one. I, yeah. I, you know, I don't know that I have a satisfactory answer. On and that I one. guess we should be pushing things to the limits with college students because they're such pussies. And we'll talk about this with the, with the hoax hate, but I'm like, <laughs> have you ever faced any actual adversity in your entire life? Any of you? Oh yeah. They're, they are constantly at risk of lynching on these college campuses. We're supposed to believe. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, quickly, a couple allegedly drove teenage boys on bikes off the road for their Trump flags. So an Indiana couple has been arrested and charged after allegedly driving these boys off the road because their bikes had Trump flags attached to them, according to police. Kaylin Smith, who's 18, and Kyron Jones, 23, were each charged Thursday with two felony counts of intimidation and criminal recklessness, the Hobart Police Department tells ABC News in a statement Saturday, quote, this is an unfortunate incident that involved two brothers expressing their support for Trump. Our residents in Hobart should be able to express their support for any political aff affiliation without fear of adverse recourse. The brothers told police they were riding their bikes in the city of Hobart around 8.30 p.m. when a blue Chevy Malibu began following them, according to the affidavit. The boys then said it swerved as if the driver wanted to hit them and they had to ride their bikes into the grass. 
A woman later identified as Smith was yelling out about the Trump flags during the incident, yelling, quote, y'all scared just like your president and America is not great F and it's, it's blurred out. Fox faggots fill in the blank, whatever yeah. she called them. According to the affidavit, the car eventually sped off after one of the brothers threatened to call the police. This is my favorite part of the story because you wonder how did they track them down? Snapchat videos that Smith and Jones took uh, Idiots. helped investigators secure the charges against the two. So just to be clear, Smith and Jones are the people who tried to run them off the road. They thought, let's be cool and broadcast our crime to the world so they can see our virtue. So their own Snapchat video helps police track them down. Interestingly, Indiana did pass a new hate crimes law in 2019, but there's no hate crime charge in this case, presumably because political perspective is not covered by the hate crime statute. So again, just showing how stupid hate crime laws are. If this is not considered a hate crime, even what though it's is? done to yeah. punish them for their perspective. But if you did it because they were two black guys riding a bike or two gay guys riding a bike or two uh, Catholics or two Jews riding a bike, that is a worse crime because reasons. That's the legal status quo in many states. We'll see how that case plays out. Um, if you follow baseball, you might know Aubrey Huff, who is a member of the 2010 World Series champion San Francisco Giants. Huff has been outspoken about his conservative views on Twitter, most controversially tweeting last year a picture of a, um, of a, a target he and his sons shot at a uh, shooting range. And uh, he said that I'm teaching my son's uh, proficiency with guns because knowledge of how to use firearms will be crucial under a possible uh, Bernie Sanders socialist administration. People ripped him up and down for that. He also tweeted things about uh, kidnapping Iranian women because they're treated so poorly in Iran that <laughs> we'll just go kidnap 10 each and they can come over and fan us and feed us grapes because life's better doing that than it is in Iran. And he clarified after well, backlash that he was joking. Like, obviously, I'm not going to go kidnap Iranian women lighten up well for his various twitter escapades the the um the 20 well the san francisco giants are are banning him or at least not inviting him he's not welcome at the reunion for the 10-year reunion for the world series uh champion team uh so the Giants say, quote, earlier this month, we reached out to Aubrey Huff to let him know that he will not be included in the upcoming 2010 World Series championship reunion. Aubrey has made multiple comments on social media that are unacceptable and run counter to the values of our organization. While we appreciate his many contributions that uh, that Aubrey made to the 2010 championship season, we stand by our decision. It should be noted that Aubrey Huff wasn't just a guy on the bench. He wasn't just a body. He was the starting first baseman of the team. He led the Giants in home runs and war and finished seventh in National League MVP voting that season. That's why responding to uh, to these reports, Huff tells The Athletic, if it wasn't for me, they wouldn't even be having a reunion. But if they want to stick with their politically correct progressive bullshit, that's fine. Huff claimed on Twitter that he, his, in conversation with uh, Giant CEO Larry Baer, the CEO told him that the board did not approve of Huff's Twitter posts or his political support for Donald Trump. Ugh. The Giants 
speaking through the athletic deny that it had anything to do with supporting Trump. They say, quote, Giants officials or the reporter says Giants officials have made it clear to me they are not banning Aubrey Huff because they dislike or disagree with his political views. They believe he has crossed the line when it comes to misogyny, vulgarity and common decency. Words matter. Uh, That's no different. You're still saying his because of his perspective, he's not welcome. That's what you're saying. Do you remember the, when things used to be fun? When we used yeah, to be Aubrey Huff seems stuff. awesome. Yeah, he seems very cool. Yeah, he seems like a cool dude that I'd like to hang out with, and he seems like you'd be able to speak freely in front of him. That's the my biggest complaint about current society. Everything's fucking lame. Yeah. Lame. You can't say anything you want. Even people like me that make a career out of saying stuff that they want to say can't say everything they want to say. Like, I want to go back to a time. Take me back to like the early '90s, the mid '90s. Don't the original like internet, basically. Like, yeah. early 2010s YouTube was a lot of fun. Even yeah. in, like, 2016, it was yeah. It was. It's gotten so much worse. Well, you know who is having fun? Is um, rapper Boozy Badass. If I'm saying Boosy? I think it's Boosy. Boosy Badass. I want to make sure I say it correctly. Dwayne Wade, uh, basketball player, retired basketball player Dwayne Wade, recently appeared on Ellen her daytime talk show to discuss his 12 year old transgender biologically male son, Zaya. So he's transitioning his son to female rapper. Boosie badass called out Dwayne Wade on Instagram. Here was the original Instagram post. I got to say something about this shit, bro. Dwayne Wade, you gone too fucking far. Dog. That is a male, a 12 year old at 12. They don't even know. They don't even know what they next meal going to be. They don't They don't have shit figured out yet. He might meet a, a, a woman, anything at 16 and fall in love with her. But his dick be gone. How you going? Like, bro, you going too far, dog. Don't cut his dick off, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. Now, in fairness, Dwayne Wade never said he planned to cut his dick off. He just said that his son identifies as female. and He's going to use female pronouns. He didn't mention hormone therapy either, as far as I understand. But, you know, it's still Boosie's opinion. He's entitled to that. Well, now Boosie says that he's been punished by Planet Fitness for his Dwayne Wade opinion. It says he went into a Planet Fitness and the manager there told him to get out, that he can't come to Planet Fitness anymore. So Boosie posted another Instagram video explaining what he says happened. Do not go to Planet Fitness. They racist, they haters. They just put me out playing at fitness because of what I said about Dwayne Wade's son. And they said I said a video of one of their employers was faggots or some shit. <laughs> they chasing for Dwayne Wade's son, so don't go to Planet Fitness no more. Nobody, nobody goes to Planet Fitness. They got roaches in that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Boosie adds in the text to this video post, quote, all caps, manager who was gay refused to let me in Planet Fitness because of my past actions on social media about about gender, etc. Bitch, you want a gay child, but don't nobody want to have a baby for yo sissy ass. Now you mad. <laughs> okay. Uh, Mikhail Goslin, a spokesperson for Planet Fitness, tells Billboard in a statement, quote, Planet Fitness does not tolerate harassment or discrimination of any kind. In this instance, a guest was asked to leave after refusing to comply with gym policies and harassing club staff. 
we are the home of the judgment-free zone, and as such, we have policies in place to ensure that we maintain a non-intimidating, welcoming environment for all members. Blah 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 blah. Everyone feels accepted. I have my skepticism about Boosie, uh, but uh, like I don't believe the Planet Fitness was racist to him or some such nonsense. He probably was but being I, a cock, but who cares? This is yeah. funny. I bet what happened is he goes in there, gay manager guys, like, I heard what you said, that kind of thing. And yeah. it just goes from there. And he says some shit. And he probably Yo, did get you kicked out. Faggot ass cracker. <laughs> <laughs> he probably did kicked out, get kicked out for being a little more um, vocal than he's revealing. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, this I mean, it does tell. It, it tells a greater truth about the the coming fissure in the black community because they still have like a lot of these ghetto black people still have a lot of disdain and they're they're often Baptist too disdain for homosexuals and so the whole transgender thing they're like you think Boosie's voting Pete I doubt no, it no I yeah I <laughs> seriously doubt it um and the left is going to have to deal with this eventually with this reality of black voting patterns and. Mm and you know black people being against homosexuality i mean in this way i'm like well they're pretty based that's pretty based well is he wrong uh, though have you looked up a picture of Dwayne wade's kid i mean i haven't even looked maybe gay probably nothing the kid's 12. i mean at at the age of 12 just listen man it's like we heard from earlier with the the nine-year-old kid at the pete event that kid does not have a sophisticated understanding of sexuality or gender Maybe he's well, how feminine could you possibly for now. do that before you go through puberty anyway? Well, I will say in, in Wade's defense, in Dwayne Wade's defense, at least I haven't heard of anything that is physiologically or biologically altering yet. This is how it starts. It could be. I mean, as long as you're talking about words and clothes, okay. I mean, I disagree with what you're doing, but at least you're not permanently altering the child. If he gets into the realm of permanently altering the child, yeah, I have some questions. But he's already stuck in this like this feedback loop where he's getting all of this positive feedback from society for what he's doing now. Yeah, and then he's it's going on be, there getting cheers on Ellen. It's yeah, all, it's he just going to be like a little more, a little more. And then all the kid, the kid is still getting all this positive feedback as well. This is how kids get their dicks chopped off. I mean, somebody's got to be pushing back. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would push back at the idea that 12 year olds should be choosing their gender. Absolutely. And I think that's totally fair. So, yeah, if I have to pick a team, I'm team Boosie, all right? Like, what do you want me to say? Yeah, I mean, but I, I like yeah. the ridicule angle. Mm. I think maybe we need to do more of that. Shaming. We need to adopt the mob tactics of the left and get them to stop this crap. Well, you know, we have no recourse from a political standpoint, so what else are we supposed to do? I don't know. I just wanted to laugh at this hilarious rapper guy for a second. That's if all. you, if your kid <laughs> is not getting positive feedback from teachers, from society, from friends, if they're getting made fun of and their life is harder, then there's going to be way less of an incentive to do it. So cool. Well, and I, Everybody make fun of a trans kid. today. <laughs> I can't, I can't get on board with that. And I, I mean, I don't know that I think that the, sh- the person who deserves ridicule in this situation is the parent. It is well, the parents. Of course, ridicule them to ridicule them yeah. harder. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's ever appropriate to ridicule a child. I think. Uh, no, they, it is better for society. If people that are transgender understand this is going to make their lives drastically harder. If we have to do this through social means, fine. 
Uh, do it to the parents. Do it to the adults responsible. The child but is... But the kid the, also needs to stop receiving positive feedback because they're the well, ones that are like, Mom, I'm going to kill myself if I don't do this. Perhaps we can Perhaps we can agree on the at the middle, which is what I was saying earlier. If you're one of the people who applauds this, like gives that weird fawning endorsement, uh, then yes, I think you're a weirdo. I think you're contributing to unhealthy choices and behaviors. But you teachers and other authority figures should also refuse to do this... Um, to, to call them by their preferred gender pronoun or whatever the fuck. It's little uh, things like that by being like, uh, you're clearly a dude. You were born with a penis. So I'm going to call you Dwayne Wade's son or whatever, whatever your name is. Yeah, I mean, or just go with the name, I guess, if you got the pronoun problem, just, yeah, use it. but that's I mean, the thing is this child changed his name too. It was formerly Zion. I think and now it's Zaya. Yeah, no. Your whatever your stupid first name was. That's that's. <laughs> Sorry, there's there's no changing it after it's on the birth certificate. Yeah. Never again. All right, we we've talked this one to death. Let's let's. Not wrong about this. All right, let's get to the hoax. And now the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit! It's backwards. Salisbury, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Salisbury, Salisbury, whatever. Salisbury University in Maryland shut down for a day this week after racist graffiti was found in two campus locations. Here's the video news report. February is a time for reflection on black history throughout America, but this month, more racist markings are being added to a Salisbury University in, uh, investigation. Two markings featuring the N-word were found in buildings, Kim, across the Salisbury University campus. It comes just a few months after students spoke out calling for change after similar messages of hates were found on campus. These statements use the N-word and reference a hanging. They were shared and... I had to look very closely, but I think we both agree that the message here is something like, let's hang N-words. We got an extra day this month. Yeah. Something like that. It's in Sharpie on a bathroom wall. Photos across social media. Campus president Charles White speaking to members of the media, saying he was disheartened to learn of more acts of hatred discovered on campus. Hate and discrimination will not be tolerated on Salisbury University's campus. In a statement on social media, Mayor Jake Day said, quote, when you're on the correct side of humanity, you don't need to slink around in stairwells too afraid of being accountable for opinions that you can't own publicly, end quote. <laughs> the campus police chief tells WBOC they are working with the FBI to investigate. Classes have been canceled today. The counseling center will hold a special session from 10 to 1130 this morning in the Nanticoke room. How absurd. So the FBI is getting involved, wasting all these resources, and kids don't have to go to class. It's like, hey, please yeah. do more of this so we can get out of class. Yeah, I can't believe that this is being positively reinforced to your earlier point. And um, that's why there's this is part of the pattern at this particular university. We'll get to that in a moment. Reason to believe it's it's a hoax. But I love this. After all the Jussie Smollett, after all the countless instances of the hoax, the hoax is happening. You still have this mayor guy who's like, you don't need to sneak around stairwells too afraid of being accountable for opinions that you can't own publicly. Alternatively, those opinions are not being owned publicly because they're not actually held publicly. It's just a guy faking it for all the positive results that happen. And they never even entertain this possibility now. Interesting development in this story. A suspect has in fact been identified. 
Not arrested yet, though. But the case has been referred to the county prosecutor. This, according to the Washington Post, no arrest has yet been made. Neither authorities, interestingly, neither authorities nor the university is revealing the suspect's identity or whereabouts or explaining how the suspect was identified. Uh, It's a brother then. Because charges are pending, SU cannot comment further on the case at this time, a spokesman says in an email to the Washington Post. So maybe we will get to know the identity of this person soon, but I'm 99.9% confident this is a hoax uh, for several reasons. One, the graffiti, I don't know. I mean, you be the judge, but the writing style, the font looked somewhat urban inspired mm. to me. I don't, I don't know if, that, yeah. I don't know if that's fair. Uh, Are you saying there is such a thing as black handwriting? No, I'm saying that like if you go to certain underpasses, the graffiti style looks like that. That's what I'm saying. Really? What about black grammar? Well, uh, the phrasing leads one to believe it may have been someone with a particular dialect. I'll leave you to be the judge. I think that's the weakest case. Before I dig myself into a hole here, I think that's the weakest part of the case for a hoax. Here's the rest. This is a repeat job. In November, Salisbury University police were informed of two other messages drawn on the walls of the stairwells. One said, quote, Sandy Hook comes to SU to kill N-words. <laughs> okay. What does that even mean? Images were also... What does that even mean? It's like they thought Sandy Hook was a person. Let me make sure I got that quote right, just to make sure I didn't put that in the notes. Yeah. Uh, Messages drawn on the walls of two stairwells in Fulton Hall warned, quote, Sandy Hook comes to SU to... Comes to SU kill racial slur. I mean, that makes it sound like Sandy Hook is a person, not a school. I mean, Sandy Hook... Wait, there was no to kill? It just says kill? Yeah. Ah. Some more of that urban grammar, I see. Well, or at least broken grammar. Let's put it that way. I think we can all agree this is clearly a Chinese person. (laughs) Coronavirus infected, unfortunately. (laughs) Really messed with his mind. Images in that instance were posted on social media as well. No arrests were made. Funny. But the university did announce new diversity initiatives, including a national search for a chief diversity officer a campus climate survey to allow students and faculty and staff to report their experiences to the school and a quarterly town hall meeting with administrators. Uh, And then obviously if the person they identified was in fact uh, the white supremacist they're looking for, there is no no chance this is kept private. Mm -hmm. The reason it is being kept private is because it doesn't suit the political narrative. That is the whole purpose of this hoax. We'll see. I get this. I bet, I bet this is a, uh, a self-done hoax by some racial activist trying to perpetuate this narrative during Black History Month of all months. I can't believe it. And the prosecutor will look at it and go, well, if, oh, there goes blonde. The prosecutor will look at it and go, well, that doesn't, that doesn't fit the narrative. Sorry, managing things here. Doesn't fit the narrative. So we're just going to go ahead and let this one slip away like we let all the rest slip away. We'll see if blonde comes back. But uh, And of course, as always... If it was, in fact, done by the ghost of Hitler, we'll correct the story later. We'll call that a show. That's all I got as far as content. But we do have plenty of Streamlabs uh, and Super Chat to catch up with. Assuming Blonde can reconnect. Otherwise, it's going to be a very lonely experience for me. But I'll do the best I can. Um, let me find where I left off in, uh, in Streamlabs. Let's see. Uh, Sid says, Rise of the Planet of the Snow Apes 2020 
Who's got the sign-up sheet? All right, are you back now? I don't know what happened. Weird disconnection. I'm, I'm going to uh, catch up with Streamlabs here, unless you had more to say about the uh, Salisbury University. Oh, it's we going to be rich all over again. Oh, now I'm losing your connection again. Okay, there we go. I think it, <sighs> I think it's back. No, Claire Hoax. We'll know in a week. Now your audio and video is all desynced. You want to try disconnecting, reconnecting? Fine. Try it. All right. Um, yes, uh, the snow apes time to rise, I suppose, was last week. I didn't see any follow-up information on that Scandinavian, Scandinavian Airlines ad. But uh, if there's more information, let me know. Okay, let's try that. You good? Am I desynced? Yeah, it looks good now. Okay, uh, Attack Alpaca says, uh, very sorry to hear about your fiance's mother, Matt. I know we are pretty much strangers, but pass on our condolences. Well, thank you for that. And um, and I can tell you, each and every person who sent along a nice message, I know you might not know her personally. You certainly don't know her mom personally. Uh, but that, I mean, that mattered a lot when my role this week, of course, was just trying to maintain a positive perspective, trying to uh, get through death in a way that is not, um, negative, that is not defeatist, that is not full of regret, that looks at the good times and tries to think about how the perspective can best be used going forward so that a person's life is remembered and so that the person uh, carries on uh, so you can continue your life with purpose. And I think we've achieved that. And uh, the tweets and the emails, they were read by her and I assure you they were highly effective. Aww. So thank you for that. It, it does matter. It does matter. You think kindness to strangers on the internet doesn't matter. I'll tell you, I watched it real time. Yeah, and we're all kind of bound by the experience of people we love dying. So, everybody but make no mistake. Things. If my fiance transitions, you need to be ruthless to her on Twitter. You need to ruthless. rip her up and down. <laughs> Especially if it happens to one of their kids. That's true. That's double, double then, and directly to the child, not mm -hmm. to either of us as parents. Yeah, but only light public beatings to the child. <laughs> Phil Keep says it's only, it's only a matter of time until enough ringers are brought into Virginia to completely offset. Is that a racial slur? Did I accidentally read one? I don't know. To completely offset the votes of the old stock population. No politician is willing to stand up for Americans. They just want to flood us at different rates. Well, there's no denying the reality that uh, significant immigration, illegal or legal, into Virginia has uh, certainly changed the voting patterns of that state. I don't think anyone could deny that. Even, um, even the most uh, illegal immigration-friendly people among us, and they probably would say that's the purpose, maybe, cynically. Phil also says, I hope I live long enough to see these. <laughs> well, this is very Blondian. I hope I live long enough to see these invaders physically removed from the USA, regardless of what paperwork was. Um, well, I, I have to dis I have to pre disavow this segment, regardless of whatever paperwork was handed out by traitorous government officials. When they arrived, any law requiring us to hand over our homeland should be ignored. Well, if you followed the law, I can't fault you for that. I, I agree that a lot of our law is really unwise. I can get out, get out. I can't in, I will cock on the forcible deportation of people who followed the law. Unfortunately, mm. chalk it up with the 19th. Sorry. Like that's, that's on us for writing crappy law. Yes. But the populace has been largely unable to, to prevent it. I suppose. But, but the proper answer there is if you violated the law, I agree. You got to be deported. If you they didn't were so violate sneaky the law, about it. I didn't the answer do this. is the I didn't ask for a gajillion H-1B visas to be granted. Well, elect someone who will change it. That's yeah, the answer. I tried. 
And then Damn. he's like, more H1B visas for everybody because I'm so amazing. But, but my point is we can't be like the left where we decide that if we don't like the outcome, we got to burn the whole system. At That's... some point, at some point, we have to decide that uh, that the laws have destroyed our country and we have to take action. There has to be some point. What is the action and what is that point? Well, I don't know. I mean, I guess the point is when we realize that we have no legal recourse to get our country back. So whatever point the populace decides that but to get our country back from whom we're talking about people who did not violate the law. Yeah, I'm, t I'm not just talking about that. I'm also talking about oligarchs, unelected oligarchs. I'm talking about people in positions of political power that aren't listening to their constituents. There are a lot of people at the helm here that are responsible for this. Um, but I feel powerless to affect change in basically any way. And should I feel like that in a constitutional republic? Probably not. Well, uh, but you always have that You have the opportunity of action available to you. I'm, I'm less concerned about how you feel and more concerned about what you're doing to create the world that you want to see. We're kind of doing that on this show, but we're not really we're not really doing it. Like if you if you really care about that issue, there is a process by which you can enact change or pursue change. If I could say whatever I wanted, I would feel like I'd be able to enact change, but I can't. I'm being thwarted at every. At least turn. not not on not at Susan's place, but elsewhere. But you where can. else? Yeah. Yes, they're they're having. You get for kicked that. off of YouTube. You disappear. I don't know that that's true, but it's not it's not helpful. It's certainly not helpful. Anyway, lively discussion. Irish Nat says watching this week from uh, I can't even pronounce this. CM Reap, Cambodia. We'll take time out for vacation, uh, time off vacation for a sanity safe space. It amazes me how people around the world work to achieve the same circumstances Americans take for granted and wish to lose every day. Well, thanks for taking time out of your vacation and thanks for the perspective too. Um, as much as we do have concerns about what's going on here, I do think perspective about our own quality of life is quite important, man. Ain't a lot of places I would rather live than Bozeman, Montana right here, right now. Yeah. You're content. <laughs> There's a lot of things going well. You're mostly That's content, true. all things considered. The important thing is that I'm pregnant. So. <laughs> Everything else is secondary. Wrangle Fraggle says, uh, leading some ammo or loading some ammo and take uh, talking to the Louisiana meetup group. Shout out to them. This was, um, oh, uh, crew d'etat. This is a pun. Crew d'etat? All right. That, oh, that's, oh, that's not a pun. That's actually what the parade is called. Known for being political satire, so it is normal. Okay, thank you for the uh, Mardi Gras insight. I hope the rest of the show goes without incident. Have a great night, guys. Seems like it did, but, you know, you always have a hiccup. Thanks, man. Redicus, I have to push back on the crappy cabin. It is a $600,000 cabin on a lake. He also has a $490,000 home in Washington and a $400,000 home in D.C. Or maybe he means one of those is in Burlington or Vermont. So he well, still is a hypocrite. Well, then how is that worth the under... Two million dollars. Well, the combined value of those is still about one and a half million. Then he made a half million on the book. This possible the the number that you saw predates the book too. Who knows? Well, the number I saw was updated in twenty twenty, but I don't know. I mean, this is just what's on taxes. A lot Maybe of times, he's hiding income. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of times net worth is like notoriously inaccurate. You see it estimated for the celebrities all the time, and it should include all of your properties. But you don't necessarily know for sure that it, unless he, I guess he has disclosed his tax records though, right? So that's, that would be the source to get some accuracy. Mm -hmm. um, Chicken Fried Monkey says, sorry, I was late. I need to finish supper. I appreciate the use of the term supper. Did you use that growing up? 
Yeah. My grandma used no, to say supper. No, I didn't. Supper. Why did I say yeah? No, never. Yeah. I never did. Sup- my grandma said supper, but I don't anymore. Anyway, eat with the hubby and get my hubby's clothes ready or clothes for tomorrow, washed, dried, and ironed. Maybe some uh, maybe some fun stuff too, but never mind. Thoughts. Uh, well, I'm glad you're you're living the life that you want to live, and there's ain't nothing wrong with traditionalism, man. Uh, you're probably far happier than we're supposed to believe that she's unhappy, but the women drinking wine and petting their cats after a 12-hour day at the office are fulfilled. I bet. Yeah. Chicken Fried Monkey also says, Blonde, do you hear anything locally that we don't hear nationally about the stupid... <laughs> oh, yeah, it's this story. The stupid bitch that probably killed her kids, Lori Vallow. What are your thoughts on the case? Do you hear about that? Yeah, I've been following it. I'm baffled as to why they they brought her with charges of abandonment, but like those kids are definitely dead. She's from somewhere in Idaho that's not near me. Uh, but the whole story is really weird. Like she got in deep into some crazy cult-like online community and then her kids disappeared. And apparently like some of her previous husbands have disappeared. The whole thing's really bizarre. So I'm waiting to see how it plays out. But like those kids are dead for sure. Hmm. Yeah. Abandonment. Uh, Bat says Matt has said abortion clinic bombings are unjustified due to a lack of imminent murder, but said that killing Soleimani was because he was quote planning something. I don't think I said that, uh, but anyway, your average abortion uh, abortionist has probably directly killed more babies, not advocating for violence. Well, what I said is Soleimani both has planned things or is in the process of planning them and also has a record of killing Americans. Now, does an abortionist have a record of killing people? If you go by the philosophy we were discussing on the Colin show, you would grant that premise. But I think the other truth here is there is a reality of warfare. I mean, do we protect enemy combatants with the same rights that we protect American citizens? As a legal matter, we don't. Soleimani, Soleimani is not an American citizen. He is an enemy combatant. The same people who don't necessarily get due process when we try them in you know courts for terrorists and things like that. I don't know that it's a philosophically perfect distinction, but I do think that there are differences between how we, between the rights that we protect for our citizens versus how we treat uh, enemy combatants abroad who have attacked and killed our guys in a war setting. Those are, those are different realities. Yeah. But what he would say, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I'm sure what he would say here is that um, fetuses are distinct lives that have constitutional protections as well. I'm mostly, I'm mostly on board with that. I don't have a good argument against that. And that's, that was the, the context of the Colin show question, which is like, well, if you agree, it, it was nuance bros question to Ben Shapiro. If you think that abortion is indistinguishable from murder, why would an abortion bombing be unjustified since it should be intervention in a murder? And we discussed several complicating factors. First of all, if you believe a murder is going down, you don't go and destroy a whole bunch of property and or other uninvolved or at least not directly involved people in pursuit of stopping the murder. Like if there's, if there's a murder going down on the street beside me, I don't throw a hand grenade at the, at that particular area and unnecessarily damage a whole bunch of stuff to stop the murder. That's a distinction. And then also, as you mentioned, you do have the imminence factor. That is to say, if I know that my neighbor is plotting to kill someone, if I have reason to believe that, I'm still not justified in going over there and putting a bullet in his head right now. I would go to the police and say, I, I think he's going to kill someone. Mm-hmm. They would intervene because there's no imminent self-defense reason there. 
Now, I know that that's not perfectly consistent in the context of international relations. I just don't know how else you handle that because there's no way to adjudicate these sort of things internationally unless you want to hand authority to the UN or some international body. And that's just, I mean, that's, that's a, a cure that is worse than the disease from my perspective at that, at that point. I mean, I guess what I would say is even if you're not satisfied with the Soleimani killing, let's say that it, let, let's use the bin Laden killing. You could substitute them. They've both killed Americans and or American service members. What, what are we supposed to do in that context? Was the, uh, was taking out bin Laden unjustified because he was not imminently planning something? I mean, I wouldn't say that. That seems silly to me for the same reasons. The guy had to be brought to justice. I don't think that like, you know, a, a New York City jury is the appropriate venue for that necessarily. Maybe it could be, but I don't think there's any inherent injustice in taking him out the way that we did. Anyway, that's all I got on Streamlabs. Sorry to hog up all the time. Oh, he sent the same one over here too. Okay, well, I mean, if, if it's exactly the same, then we... It is exactly the same. Actually, there are a couple more on streamers. Real quick, hey, Matt and Blonde, Brond, sorry. I work on Toyret. I am Poo... I am Poo Ping. Poo Ping, a Chinese listener. My cousin worked to make fertilizer. He is Xi-Ting. Well, good luck. I hope you guys don't get coronavirus. Yeah. Sid, you cannot vote things better. Uh, I, I mean, I have to disagree with that. The, that is the system under which we operate. And if it's you can't, totally working, guys. It's working far better than the alternative, which is chaos and violence. Mm. I hope we don't get to that point, but that's Me why neither. we have protections. Uh, you know, if we can um, use the system that we have to overthrow the system that we have, then I advocate for those means. I think you have a moral obligation to see that through until it is absolutely unavailable. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we're at that point yet. I know that's not satisfying to some people, but I, I don't think it's moral to start doing vigilante violence justice uh, because you don't believe that the system will produce the effects that you want to see. I think you have an obligation to work within the system until your rights are being personally violated, which some would argue they currently are. I'm not even saying that's an impossible argument. Eddie says, if environmental justice is adversely affecting minorities and the minorities are living in large cities mainly controlled by Democrats, then Liz is stepping on her own dick. Fair point. I don't hear about a lot, a lot of environmental injustice in Montana, for example. Uh, I think we're good. We did have a lot of uh, support over on DLive. Let me check in really quickly. Thank you, guys. Um, I, as always, I apologize if I miss D live contributions. They're not the most obvious, but I do see, uh, ultra violent romance saying, uh, anyone else think Bernie bros are just getting even more violent now that he's the front runner. Maybe they can taste the revolution. They're just getting their practice in. Uh, crypto crook says, Hey, Matt and blonde, longtime listener, fourth time supporter. Love your show. Thanks for keeping us afloat on D live. Crypto crook also says, uh, by the way, Matt, I'm sorry for your loss. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate the well-wishing very kind. Um, Judski, thanks for supporting as well. I think we're all good over there. And again, thanks to our top supporters tonight, uh, Crypto, Judski, and uh, Ultraviolet. Thank you guys. You know what? Pregnancy, hmm. What part of pregnancy is the worst? I'm going to tell you. My nose is growing. It's making my nose grow. Marge, like if you're wide still... wide or long? I've noticed, I've noticed on my webcam, and then like four people have commented on it now in this live stream. Um, I don't know what it is because my face doesn't look that much fatter but it's spreading out at the base and I can't figure it out. 
could just be weight gain. You know, your face can shift with weight gain quite a lot. I don't know because my face doesn't look that much fatter. It's mostly my butt and my belly, of course. But my nose is definitely bigger. Marge, if you are in the in the live chat, please let me know if this is normal or if I need to talk to my OB chin about it. Thank you, Margie. Oh no, she said it's true, and then it just keeps getting bigger. Oh. oh no. All right, this There's is JB no going Dude. back. No going back. Um, JB Dude nine zero six one. I was watching a film with friends, and everyone got mad at me when I said the main villain made some really good points last time. I'll watch a World War II documentary. Ayo. Uh, womp womp. Uh, Semper ad Meliora. Elizabeth Warren after losing Nevada primary. Damn. If I only had another three dollars, we could have won. <laughs> Uh, nuke the ice caps. I already forgot about that. Yes, Warren's top. It was cringe. really bad. Yeah. Um, nuke the ice caps. Wow! Finally caught a live show. Uh, this is a thank you for the good content. You are welcome. Oh well, I thanks for really thanks for supporting. Um, Laurel says my dad died 15 years ago this week. When a parent dies, on top of the grief is a feeling that your safety is gone. You can't mm. go to that parent for help. Fortunately for your fiance, she has you. Oh, that's sweet. Well, and and um, thankfully I have her family as well, and uh, I've I've known. I got to meet several members of her extended family this week. So that was nice. I do have a good relationship with her direct family. And uh, this was the first, um, this was the first real struggle that we've had to endure um, together. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that, uh, that was good. It was good to know that we can, of course, not happy for the circumstance, but it is a test and you like to, you like to have the situation develop as good as it can. And I'm, I'm happy to see that. And of course I know that I can count on uh, on her dad and her family as well. They um they did a they yeah. did a fantastic job in managing the situation. It's good for them. Um, John Patrick McNown says Bernie gave a speech outlining how he's planning to lose the general election. Yeah, I don't think he has a shot. Um, Derek Finley Biden Biden must be losing it. He can't even smell the competition anymore. <laughs> uh, no, he's on a comeback, man. Didn't you see comeback kid? Yeah, eighty uh, year old comeback kid. Grim Turret says. If the self-loathing youth of today are truly suffering um, oikophobia, Bernie's socialist revolution would be the coup de grace to our country's greatness. I'm almost rooting for the coronavirus to cull and or unite the herd. Uh, the coronavirus has had some positive effects on the unity of the nation. God, you're really going for it tonight. Bully the trans said, kids, celebrating coronavirus. Positive right. effects on the unity of the nation. I mean, we oh, can all oh, okay, band right, together right. and be like, stop eating dogs, right? Yeah? Chinese people? Um, all right, silver lining. Fair enough. Silver lining. It's because I'm so positive. Yeah. Danny I appreciate it. Trying yeah. to see the, the good things. It's true. As Wu flu worsens, I hope you guys get your supplies. And to answer your question, Blonde, there are parts of it worth saving like out of the ashes of the Weimar Republic, a great nation. Somewhere <laughs> okay. Kevin jr. He gave 1488 too. I really shouldn't. Have God. John Patrick being down. My God. Just watched hunters on Amazon. Now I'm pretty sure Bernie was brought over from Germany with operation paperclip um, hunters mm. on Amazon. Well, maybe I'll check it out. A uh, big LC. If Bernie dies on the campaign trail, we make him an I will remember you montage. Matt will I will remember you montage him so hard. Of course. Anyone who leaves the campaign is getting one, regardless of the circumstances. I'm not hoping for that, obviously. But uh, I will test the limits of appropriate comedy, no doubt. Probably make myself uncomfortable. But hey, rules are rules, and I'm nothing if not a man of principle. Have to do it. 
John Martin says, made my first small batch of kimchi this weekend. Do either of you have experiencing with fermenting vegetables? Nice skill for the apocalypse. Well, post-apocalypse, no, but I would like to. I have no knowledge of that. I have, I don't have a lot of like practical round the house, food preparation, building stuff, working with my hands skills. And I really need to develop those sorts of things, not just for prepping, but just like to be a a useful independent person. You know, I, I, I'm good at working on computers and thinking about things, I think, but working and uh, thinking. If you delete the power in the internet, I'm not, I'm woefully underprepared admittedly. And I need to work on those skills going forward. Um, Agent Flippy says, I got to say the only Dem candidate that makes me nervous, uh, honestly scared he would beat Trump. Trump will win debates, but I'm scared he would lose the election. I don't think he's going to win, but of all the candidates, I think it's the most possible with him. I think Bernie's candidacy actually opens up a lot more states to Trump. I think you could see like a Virginia flip, a Minnesota flip, those kind of states. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm not, don't, don't underestimate him because his, his presidency scares me more than any of them, but I just don't think he has the broad based appeal. He can prove me wrong though. We'll see how it goes. Uh, X 15 Rogers D. Why do you say stop and frisk works? The decrease in crime over the nineties and 2000s uh, followed nationwide trends in lowering crime and crime continued to fall in New York city after stop and frisk effectively ended. That's true. It did um, follow it, it. It did follow a general trend, but my understand, I'd have to look at the, the comparable trend lines. Like we've seen a national decline in crime since like the early nineties in this country. Right. Did guns, New York city, guys, that can't possibly be true. Did New York city have the same trend line corresponding with that? Like was crime dropping prior to interesting thing to see that I don't know the answer to. Was crime dropping prior to stop and frisk or was it going up and then stop and frisk is implemented and it goes down? I don't know the answer to these questions. To your point, what I'm saying is that it definitely correlated with a reduction in crime. At the end of the day, Bloomberg left office with less murders happening than when he entered office. You're probably right that it's unfair to attribute a causal uh, connection to stop and frisk without some serious reason to believe that. But yeah, I mean, I, I think that Bloomberg can make a stronger argument than he is. That's all I'm saying. Tommy 631, just because to quote an oldie, but goodie uh, Midwest match on the night shift for a while. We'll have to catch the rest later. Here is a few bucks for blondes matches and gasoline fun. <laughs> That's uh, not a thing, Susan. Don't give the money to Planned Parenthood. That's true. Semper ad Meliora. What do you get if you mix a lying dog faced pony soldier and a horse faced lesbian? Seriously, I want to know. Uh, you'll have that's a great question for the debate stage. We'd all like to know. Susan Wiki Wiki is what you get. <laughs> Pretty close. Yeah. Susan uh, Wiki Wiki in a combat zone. Deployed Susan Wiki Wiki. Kevin, this is no. No. Um <laughs> Day to lose. That one is rough. Am I the only one that gets nervous when a socialist starts talking about camps they have? It's summer camp. Kevin had to censor the phrase hail victory. Do they not allow that? Does Susan ban that now? Uh, Not since Spencer. Hmm. Richard Spencer 2016. Um, Semper Ad Bernie's wealth is hidden in a living trust under his wife's name. That is another possibility. What about I knew there was a, and I know there was a lot of shady dealings with her and the Burling, whatever the college was in Vermont that she ran. There was a lot of serious financial trickery that involved funneling money to places it shouldn't be going. 
agent Flippy been loving the show since episode one. Keep it up. How is that possible? Oh my Thank God. you. Ooh. Character holding cancel all the cows. Bernie 2020. <laughs> Earl Turner. <laughs> this, I don't know. Well, it does have a Hitler avatar. That was the only thing that made me notice. I can't read this, Earl. <laughs> this one is a, uh, yeah, this was a little, well, uh, credit for the creative um, nicknames. How about that? Long snaps. That's a. <laughs> You're uh, supposed to censor. <laughs> Jim Keats. Here's some rubles from the People's Republic of Massachusetts loving the show almost as much as watching Warren crash and burn. Will Thank she? You. Will she stick around to Massachusetts? That is the great question, and I will enjoy watching for the answer. Mojack four twenty. No note. Thank you, sir. Have the hot Mitch follow up. I'm from Saskatoon, so meth addicted Indians trying to stab me is nothing new. Thanks for everything you do. <laughs> I intend to super chat more after my recent raise. Cool, but you don't have to, and we really, really appreciate the donation. Thank you for that, and I'm glad we have some shared uh, lived experiences, mm -hmm. as the left likes to say, Very about uh, certain habits of, you know, whatever. We, we, we have a shared lived experience. Mm -hmm. Saskatoon and Billings. Yeah, those, you're going to be such a good mental gymnast that you're going to be able to compete in the 2020 Olympics. <laughs> I'm Chef not, it's not mental gymnastics, just careful wording. It's That's verbal it. gymnastics. There it is. All right. Uh, Chef Koji, uh, Las Vegas 226 and 165 bar culinary unions here. Tell me how great these unions are when I work three on-call full-time jobs to make less than I do as a private caterer. Oof. Well, hopefully Tough the break. benefits are good. I know that was the deal with the the union, the culinary union. I don't know if that's that's your union, but they had some sweet, you know, private health trust. Maybe if you at least get awesome benefits, it's worth membership. But I could go, I could discuss union membership for a long time. There's a lot of uh, interesting principles to uh, to deal with there, uh, especially in the public sector where it shouldn't be a thing. But Carnarvon, no note. Uh, Maggie Ellis, blonde, is a huge fan who gave up a child 25 years ago. And for whom now the window is closed. I'm going to need you to shut your trap about pregnancy <laughs> and be happy because you're getting what you wanted. I'm happy for you. Shut your face. She um, sounds wise. That is true. I need to stop complaining. And you've told me that multiple times. Like, this is what you wanted. I'm like, but my butt. My butt but if so it's big. not clear to everyone by now, like it is impossible. You, you can't remove the neuroticism from, it's just not possible. No. You, if So that's just, that's part of your, it's part of who you are. It's part of your perspective. It's a real shame. I hope my daughter is different than I am. Yeah, good luck. Uh, but you did the right she, thing, If Maggie. she is, you will force her into compliance. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, locks are masculine objects. Anyone know what happened to Ash and Witty, Ash and Birdie? I know she's kind of an e-thought, but haven't seen her post anything in a while and was curious. I have no idea. I couldn't tell you. I have no, in, yeah, no information on that. This job is hard on women because we're fragile emotionally. You have so, to see what people are saying about you. And you have to read every single comment talking about your <laughs> wide ass pregnancy nose and then cry yourself to sleep. Um, yeah. I, I have no Good idea for the baby. Oh, um, pop mom took my daughter and granddaughter to Disney on ice today while in the can during intermission, about a dozen little girls with their pops come in to use the stalls, wash hands, et cetera. While a bunch of dudes are pissing. Is this cringy? You got to do what you got to do. I don't know. It's probably safer than sending little girls in alone. I guess I hadn't thought about that. Like, what is what are the rules there? Well, I mean, if you're, what is the what is the age limit? I, I should say, that's probably the right answer. I, I, but don't you take them? Yeah, so you're talking about taking young girls into uh, the men's room, I presume. 
That's what we're talking about? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, it's probably sketchy, but I mean, you're the dad. Your job is to protect them. And what, what option do you have? Are you going to send them in alone to the women's room, I guess? But what if they're too young to know how to operate things? I, I don't know. I'd be pretty deferential to that sort of thing unless the age is really weird. That's what I would say. Probably just dad doing his job. Oh, my nose will go back to its normal size. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank Google God. That, this is big, okay? This is a real problem. Um, Scott Graham, I thought Matt meant attack of the thought police, not attack of the thought eh, kinda. police. Uh, gay dad. T-H-O-T. Pretty close enough. Yeah. <laughs> Oregon minus Portland wants to become part of Idaho. That is greater Idaho. Okay. Oh, okay. Illinois wants to cede from Chicago too. I read comments saying Illinois would die without Chicago supporting them. I don't know what the Probably benefit the to Idaho would be, but I know that Oregon outside of Portland is relatively conservative. Eastern Oregon is basically an extension of Idaho, more or less. Mm. Yeah, east of the Cascades is conservatives and like high desert, you know, just like Idaho. Uh, Southern yeah, Idaho specifically. True. Um, can you read some of these? Yeah, Hal Edwards says, I appreciate what you both do every week. God bless Matt's fiance. Well, thanks for supporting the show and thank you for the kind words for her. Uh, she may even be listening. I don't know. She probably is. Shadow Fox says, uh, I like George Carlin's standard for when it's soon enough to delete a dead contact. Six weeks for close friends. I think we should all take on the six week standard. So is that like the courtesy, the too soon standard basically shouldn't make jokes and do that sort of thing? I don't know. Yeah, well, George Carlin was a smart dude. Uh, if you have to he pick was. an arbitrary threshold, carrying on the Carlin tradition, it's not a bad pick. Rainer Chen said, thanks for the advice on regular content creation. I'm enjoying making the content so far and will try your advice out. I wonder how many cookie jokes I need to make in order to score more viewers. Well, I don't know. Isn't that Nick Fuentes' bit? Isn't that? <laughs> uh, carry on if you enjoy doing what you're doing. And um, and of course, for anybody who's out there, if you want, if, if I can help you out and you like my stuff and you're part of the community, if you want to be featured on my community page, I, I post stuff there. And if you're looking to find content for people who listen to the show, check out my community page as well. Send me an email if you want to participate in that. Uh, oh, sorry. Quantum football. Uh, Greater Idaho will allow us to export goods through Pacific ports that blue states are restricting travel through their state like coal, fur, and other un-PC stuff. That's a huge plus, but I still have to learn more about it. Uh, downskated, I almost forgot to toss you fellow deplorables and shackles had some friends over to watch Midway of Flags of Our Fathers oh, while mm. drinking beers and enjoying Primanti Brothers Bar Food, America number one. Sweet. Enjoy. My sister's wife got super annoyed at my sister for vaping all the time. One day she had enough and yelled, I'm so tired of these Jewel, shena- jewel, uh, J-U-U-L. shenanigans cut it off and then she got dragged away for hate crime. Unfortunate. I too uh, am not a fan of the vaping. Don't Please yeah. don't vape around me. They're called fag flutes. <laughs> Vernon Marquez just wanted to show my support again this week. What do you two think will be the next band hand sign? I'm guessing the peace sign. I've, Only two I've heard that one for men and women. Your guesses. That's a pretty yeah. good. I think that one's been done too for the, the peace sign for how many genders there are. I don't know, man. Um, it's going to be up to 4chan. You know, there are geniuses over there that make these sorts of things up. They're far above my pay grade. So I defer to them. Late to the party seven. Good to see some more fire in your belly, Matt. Keep up the refreshing forwardness, blonde, uh, from a three-fifths supporter. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Appreciate it. A big donation from Vernon Marquez. My sympathies to you and yours, Matt. I can only offer my words. Though we mourn those past, a part of them lives on through the ways they impacted our lives and thus how we will impact the lives of others. Yep. Not fading, but echoing through the ages. That is so sad. Not to be totally inappropriate, but thank I you. I am for not going to be niggardly. Support for the show. But yes, 
Uh, exactly what you're describing is, is what I've been trying to maintain this week in what is admittedly a less emotionally involved experience for me. Um, and more of an emotional experience for her. And that's why it's crucial for me to try to, to maintain that perspective and making sure that we, you can't, you can't control when your time comes, you know, your time will come. Death is an important part of life. It gives meaning to life. I, I, I agree with, with all of those sentiments. All you can do is control what you can, which is maintain perspective about those that you've lost and try to reflect upon their lives in a way that will benefit yours going forward, provide purpose to yours going forward. No matter how negative things seem, you have to extract the positive from it. And uh, that's what we, that's, it's been an exercise of that all week. So thank you for that perspective. Capitalism for the win. Um, the only reason you can justify not stopping abortion physically is utilitarian. If you save one baby because of a change in public opinion from your action, 1 million more babies die. It is a negative. Justify not stopping an abortion is uh, not stopping an abortion physically is utilitarian. Sorry, the the phrasing is sort of difficult for me to to follow. Yeah, I'm having a hard time too. The only way, well, why is it utilitarian? Justify not stopping an abortion. I think no. I think that there are. Um, I think that there are moral distinctions. And by the way, when you say not stopping an abortion, what do you? I guess I'd need clarification on that because I think it's. I think there are, again, one of the distinctions is what are you doing to stop that abortion? The context of the question was abortion clinic bombing, which necessarily has some externalities beyond the intervention in the abortion act itself, has some collateral damage to be considered. Are you talking about intervening with that specific act? It sounds like it. Even then, I... um, there, I think there are more considerations beyond just the specific, beyond just the um, the broader impact, like the the collateral damage to consider. For example, the immediacy that we discussed. Like, are, are you talking about an abortion that is ongoing right now? You're watching it happen. That's more analogous to seeing a murder happen before you. But are you talking, or are you talking about like abortionist doctor is at his home reading a book, and you go commit an act of violence? I think that there are a lot of principles in play beyond utilitarianism. I think there are a lot of specifics that have to be considered, but you know, it's not easy to express complicated thoughts like this in the context of a Susan wiki wiki chat. So right. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to frame your perspective in a way that might be unfair. I'm trying to understand what you mean in a limited context. Just another sock puppet. So if I make this message to racist, YouTube takes my money and gives it to Planned Parenthood where it's likely to fund the abortion of a black fetus. Have you thought this through, <laughs> Susan Wiki Wiki? That is a, an excellent point. Now, to be fair to Susan Horseface Lesbian Pony Soldier Wiki Wiki, uh, I don't know that it actually goes to Planned Parenthood. That's just a joke. They they say that it goes to charities. And of course, we surmise what these charities might be given their progressive leanings in all other contexts. It's a fair guess, but I, I don't want to say they're for sure doing it. Metal Man, breaking news, the entire state of Nevada is a Russian bot. Yeah, really. That was the last one. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think we, uh, we're we all set. Um, as we forever approach a three-hour show. Sorry, reload my pages here. It'll cause my computer to blow up. Uh, I think we're all good on DLive, too. Appreciate your guys' support tonight. Uh, yeah, we're all, we're all good over on Streamlabs. All right, that, that will uh, make a show. So thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Much appreciated, guys, and thank you all for um, you know for your support and, and 
you know, all the words that you offered this week in what was a, a difficult and kind of chaotic personal week. Very much appreciated. And thanks for hanging out with us live tonight. Two, if you're listening later on demand uh, on any of our platforms, YouTube, DLive, BitChute, audio platforms, wherever you are, thanks for supporting the show as well. Uh, remember, there's more material you can get at this show, including normally the Wednesday call-in show and some other stuff that uh, might not be on YouTube. Check out the audio platforms if you're interested in those, if you're looking for more. Uh, it's all linked on the website, mattchristiansonmedia.com slash podcasts, also in the description. You can also email us, thisbeautyandthebeta at gmail.com. We'll be back next Sunday, because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press. It's Beauty and the Beta. Thanks for hanging out with us, guys. Have a good night. Bye, guys.